All right, welcome to the show. Let me uh, make sure the audio here is good. One second. You're hearing the echo, obviously. That means I am in Florida. Just got in not that long ago, driving down from uh, Pennsylvania. And so uh, for about the next two weeks, the schedule will be what it usually is when I'm down here, which is every evening at around 10 Eastern. I think it's 11. Actually, I don't know if that's technically correct. It's 10 p.m., but I think it's 11 Eastern because there's an hour. So it's 10 for me. What is it? Am I on Central? I don't know what the fuck I am. Um, Whatever your time is right now, that's the time generally we're going to go each night for about two weeks. So still around the same amount of time streaming. It's just going to be every night instead of uh, three nights for seven hours each or whatever it is. Okay. So I didn't have a ton of time today to do any aggregation, but I just did the basic news stories for the day. And then to my delight, um, dumbass Chink Uger went on Patrick Bet David. And so uh, I'm going in fresh. I have no idea. And obviously we'll cover their... Um, their, I know the, the cube is still on. One second. We will cover their uh, analysis of the bullshit third indictment. Uh, Donald Trump has been indicted a third time by the pedophile in chief's uh, Department of Justice. Uh, he pleads not guilty. Uh, former President Trump pleaded not guilty to four bullshit crimes related to the January 6th Capitol riot. Trump was arraigned in a federal courthouse in Washington, D.C. after a grand jury of lunatics voted Tuesday to indict the former president on counts of conspiracy to defraud the United States, conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding, obstruction of an official proceeding, and conspiracy against rights. So uh, the conspiracy against rights shit, I believe, is the same bullshit that they got Doug Mackey on. Doug Mackey is facing 10 years in prison for sharing a meme. And I think when they do arrest commentators, they're not going to arrest every commentator, but they're going to arrest a couple who I have no idea. Um, I think that's what they're going to argue, that if you in your commentary disagreed with the media narrative on the election, you were um, violating people's rights. Of course, black people most affected. That's what I think they'll argue. I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong about that. Um, The interesting thing about this indictment is it doesn't include anything related to insurrection. Uh, And look, these, and I'll cover them all, obviously, but there's probably going to be a guerrillion indictments. But what I'm waiting for is what what are they going to do in the end? Because in the end here, like, I just don't see how this works. All you're doing is driving his popularity. Um... I don't think they can take them off the ballot. And that doesn't mean they're not going to try. But some of this shit, and I'm very blackpilled on the Supreme Court, not as much as I used to be, um, but I'm still blackpilled on them. But some of this shit, like, from what I understand, they like a state couldn't just take him off the ballot. And and that that's so ridiculous that I think the Supreme Court, n- nothing is guaranteed. I would think they would most likely rule against something like that because all this shit is probably going to get argued up to the supreme court and i would not put any faith in the supreme court but like this this indictment is such bullshit this is kind of look first of all they're all bullshit i want to be clear about that 
But some of them are more retarded than others. Like, you know, the dumb New York Nogs indictment is really fucking retarded, right? This is up there with that one. That's, uh, what's that guy's real name? <laughs> I don't know. Fat Albert, Albert, Al. It, it doesn't matter. The fat, disgusting commie whore of New York. Of course, that can also be Latidia. Whatever the fuck that guy's name. Anyway. So, oh, thank you, chat. I'm on Central. I can't see. The only chat I can see is Rumble right now. So, thank you. Yeah, all right. So, it's, it's, so it's 10 Central would be the general starting time of the stream. Sometimes it might be earlier. Sometimes it might be later. But barring, you know, something crazy, it, there will be a stream. Um, okay. So, yeah, a lot of this is like noise and bullshit. And I'm just waiting to see, like, what, what, what definitive thing do they, do they do here to stop him? Because I'm just not seeing any, like, so far it just seems like a lot of this is just kind of throw it at the wall and see if it sticks, and none of it's going to stick. You're turning him into even more of a martyr. The shit he said about Washington, D.C. being disgusting was hilarious. Um, and so if they take him off the ballot somehow successfully, okay, that's how they could stop him. Obviously, if they, you know, if they JFK him, that would obviously stop him. He's not going to give up. He is, he is not going to drop out. He said that if he's convicted, he's still running. So it's just like, I guess we're just waiting to see what crazy thing they do that is going to actually pull off the stop. And I'm just not, I just don't, I don't see it yet. I don't see it yet. But we'll see. It's, uh, it's, it's, uh, Oh, by the way, speaking of which, I didn't realize Elena Haba, already a smash. I didn't know she was a big titty smash. Actually, why don't we just go to the... Because the, the next part of this article is about how uh, Elena Haba, the, the attorney... Although I thought she wasn't the attorney anymore. It doesn't matter. This total smash attorney um, came out... And just, here we go. We'll just go right to the video here. On March 17th, Hunter accidentally admits that it was his laptop from hell. The next day, DA Alvin Bragg indicts President Trump. June 8th, an FBI document is released showing that the Ukrainians paid the Biden crime family millions and millions of dollars. The next day, the Mar-a-Lago and the Mar-a-Lago indictment. Last week, Hunter Biden's sweetheart plea deal fell through when the judge realized it had blanket immunity. The following day, a superseding indictment against Donald Trump. July 31st, Devin Archer goes to testify in front of the House. That was only after they failed to put him in jail prior to the fact. What happens the next day? the January 6th indictment that we're here for today. This is not a coincidence. This is election interference at its finest against the leading candidate right now for president, for either party. President Trump is under siege in a way that we have never seen before. President Trump and his legal team and everyone on his team will continue to fight, not for him, but for the American people. All right. Yeah, just total big titty smash. It's just really a hell of a thing right there. Um, I, I'm, I'm almost, I, I just, um, my position is kind of like, none of this really matters. Like, 
like what 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 difference is another indictment going to make like trump's base is set uh, they're unreachable they're voting for him no matter what it doesn't matter like none of this matters i mean it's newsworthy don't get me wrong it's an indictment of uh joe biden's rival this is a banana republic thing but you know this is the third one and um so like it doesn't matter who his lawyers are it doesn't matter who the judges are. You got this AIDS commie judge, I think. Okay, so you got Judge Nagar, the AIDS commie, is going to be the judge in this one. It doesn't matter whether it's in D.C. or Florida. And it doesn't matter if the jury finds him guilty or not guilty. None of that matters. None of that matters. What matters is, can he somehow get a um, reasonable election attempt? Can he, can he compete in the election uh, some states you have no shot like michigan you have no shot okay other states maybe like that's really all that matters is if he wins the election that's it they could do 75 guerrillion indictments and all of them find him guilty facing nine bazillion guerrillion uh years in prison um you know i mean more years uh, I mean, that's less years in prison than people that died in the Holocaust. But anyway, so you can have Holocaust level years in prison, you know, an infinite. That's infinite. You don't know that number is an infinite number. And if you are saying that I'm wrong about that, then bigot, why are you questioning the Holocaust? Anyway, none of that matters. If he wins the election, he's just going to pardon himself. And then, oh, well, what if it's a state conviction? Who, what are you going to do? <laughs> what the fuck are you going to do? So, yeah, I think they're going to have to either JFK this guy or they're going to have to, like, I don't know, nuke Russia, because then, you know, they'll nuke us, and then we'll all die. Or, um, I don't know. I just, like I said, the end game here, I just, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying they can't be successful, and I'm not saying he's definitely going to pull it off. I'm just saying that, like, there just doesn't seem to be a rhyme or reason for the, I mean, here, here's an example of what I'm talking about. It's not a coincidence that every time there's really bad news about Joe or Hunter, that the next, literally the next day, Trump is indicted again. It's hilarious. It's fucking hilarious. But anyway, so um, so uh, Trump went to Truth Social. He said, Biden and his family steal millions of dollars, including bribes from foreign countries. And I'm headed to D.C. to be arrested for protesting a crooked election. Unfair venue, unfair judge. We're a nation in decline. MAGA. Now, I think... Um, Oh, yeah, this is a great, this is great. Filth and decay. <laughs> Trump laments sad day for America and the decline of Washington, D.C. Former President Trump lamented the sad day for America and the decline of Washington, D.C. after his arraignment Thursday. Quote, this is a very sad day for America. It's also a very sad, it's very sad driving through Washington, D.C. and seeing the filth and decay and all of the broken buildings and the walls and the graffiti. This is not the place that I left. It's a very sad thing to see. When you look at what's happening, this is a persecution of a political opponent. This was never supposed to happen in America. This is the persecution of the person that's leading by very, very substantial numbers in the Republican primary, leading Biden by a lot. So if you can't beat him, you persecute him or prosecute him. We can't let this happen in America. Um, and he, he, again, he, he pled not guilty. He's facing nine bazillion charges and facing, I can't wait till they get to the thousand year mark. He's, he, what's a thousand, a millennium? Or no, wait, the century, cent, that's a hundred, right? A, a century is a hundred. 
what's a thousand? A millennium? He's facing a millennium of years in prison. This is, I don't know. Look, I understand the severity of all this, but I, I, I just, uh, I'm entertained by how desperate they are. They could pull it off, of course. I mean, you know, but it's just, uh, it's just such a joke. Um, all right, this is interesting. Uh, Jack Smith's charges, crackhead Jack Smith's charges against Trump wouldn't hold up at the Supreme Court level, according to experts. The charges special counsel Jack Smith brought up against former President Trump would likely not hold up before the Supreme Court, legal experts are saying. Trump pleaded not guilty. Um, Dershowitz, it's a shame. You know, Dershowitz on legal stuff is great, except for um, vaccines. Okay, but on a lot of legal stuff, he's great. But unfortunately, he's a pedophile who was on Epstein Island. And that's not good. That's, you know, on the one thing, you know, it's like one thing if you have a lot of good takes and you have like a really bad one. Okay, uh, you know, like like a Robert Barnes, right? Barnes has usually great takes. And then, you know, for whatever reason, he loses his emotional control when it comes to people like Nick Fuentes. Uh, okay. This is on a totally different level. Dershowitz has good legal takes, but he's like fucking underaged minors on... And like, I'm sorry, I, his excuse, I don't buy for a second. So he, he admits he was on uh, uh, the pedophile island getting massages in his underwear. And he said... Um, or what did he, what was his excuse? Oh, I had my clothes on or something? Bro, what do you, what, you're better off just saying I wasn't there at all. So what, what am I supposed to believe on, a, on an island when they're, where they're fucking children? And one of the ways that they did it, from what I understand, is that the children were given the pedophiles massages. And you had one of the massages there? Oh, the other thing he was like, he's like, oh, my wife was there with me too. That doesn't make it any better. What, are you kidding me? Anyway, it's, you know. So it's no good. I, I don't. I, I would eat Dershowitz into the sun, okay? But hey, you want to give me a based legal take about how this indictment is bullshit before I press the button? No problem, Alan. No problem. Anyway, by the way, that's a litigious motherfucker, this Dershowitz. He'll like sue people if you talk shit. Anyway, well, I mean, that's kind of, it's really not, that's about right. <laughs> that's about right. Anyway, so this is what Dershowitz said. I think he may lose in the Court of Appeals for D.C. Sir. Oh, yeah, D.C., of course. But he'll probably win in the Supreme Court if they grant review. Uh, and they should grant review. How do they, you know, here's the problem. How do they not? But that was my question when it came to the um, election lawsuit, that all the states hopped aboard. Like, I mean, what, are you kidding me? That was disgraceful that they didn't take that. When you have the president, uh, people going after his opponent in a political election, it has to be beyond reproach. It has to be without any problem. It has to be the strongest case in history. This doesn't meet the standard. No, part of the argument from Jack Smith is that Trump committed a crime because he didn't obey a person telling him that there was no fraud. Like, what? The, what? Even that resting bitch face whore on CNN, she was repeating that to, uh, I think Trump, one of Trump's lawyers was on there explaining how you have the First Amendment, and she seemed to disagree, and that, like, if you... And this is why I think they're going to arrest a couple commentators, because they are trying to make it where you cannot disobey them on the narrative about the election. Now, of course, if they somehow are able to legally enforce that, there's going to be another thing that you're not going to be allowed to disobey them on. It's probably going to be something related to trannies, but, you know, that's a whole other story. Um... A, uh, 
A skewed jury may disregard the First Amendment, Dershowitz wrote in the op-ed, but the Supreme Court could prioritize the First Amendment and reverse any conviction that violates the Constitution. I don't believe any of these charges can be fairly proven beyond a reasonable doubt in front of a fair judge and jury. And that was Will Scharf, uh, who was a former federal prosecutor and the Missouri AG candidate. Additionally, I expect that were this case to reach the Supreme Court, the court would reject Smith's series of liability on all or at least some of these counts, as it did unanimously with the, his prosecution of former Virginia Governor Bob McDonald. Others pointed out that prior Supreme Court rulings stand in the way of a special counsel uh, of the special counsel's charges. <clears throat> Excuse me. The fraud alleged in this indictment is not actionable fraud, as the Supreme Court has described fraud as recently as May. That's former federal prosecutor Andy McCarthy. Trump was charged with one count of conspiracy to defraud the U.S., one count of conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding, one count of conspiracy against rights, and one count of obstruction of an attempt to obstruct an official proceeding, according to the indictment. The Supreme Court made very clear that in federal law, fraud is a scheme to swindle someone out of money or physical property. Jonathan Turley also noted in the USA Today op-ed Wednesday that a line of Supreme Court cases undercut the charges. In 2012, United States v. Alvarez, Supreme Court held 6-3 that it's unconstitutional to criminalize lies in a case involving a politician who lied about military decorations, Turley wrote. The court determined in the 2012 ruling that criminalizing the speech would give government a broad censorial power unprecedented in the court's case, cases or in our constitutional uh, tradition. Now, the, the conviction against McDonald was overthrown 8-0 by the Supreme Court in 2016. Um, now, we got this other guy, uh, Cornell Law Professor William Jacobson, who says it would be extraordinary for the Supreme Court to get involved in the details and procedures of an ongoing criminal case. Normally, the Supreme Court is involved, if at all, only after conviction and normal appeals process. Yeah, I would think that's how it would go down. But I think they want to fast track the conviction. So then Trump said he will uh, vow revenge. 2024, it will be our turn. I hope that's true. I would love nothing more. I would love nothing more than to see these people get things that cause others to gasp and people like me to laugh and laugh. I, but, you know, it's, it's, a big, it's a big ask. I don't know if people... Frankly, I don't know if the normies could handle it. So we're probably going to get... Not a whole lot, but hey, you know, we'll see. Former President Trump on Thursday spelled out his plan for revenge over the targeted harassment towards him at the hands of Biden's Justice Department. Warning in 2024, it'll be our turn. He says, look, it's not my fault that my political opponent in the Democrat Party, crooked Joe Biden, has told his attorney general to charge the leading by far Republican nominee and former president of the United States, me, with as many crimes as can be concocted so that he's forced to spend large amounts of time and money to, to defend himself. Uh, but soon, in 2024, it will be our turn. Uh, good. That would be fucking phenomenal. Um, you know, I don't think there's a huge chance of it, but I would take it. It would be fantastic. Now, uh, there, now you have the uh, possible Ass Willis indictment. They call her Fanny. Of course, they, they started out calling her Fanny, and then they realized that that was ridiculous, so then they called her Fanny. And I think we should just go with Ass, Ass Willis. Ass Willis is probably going to indict Trump as well, 
So the sheriff in Georgia said that if that happens, he's going to get a mugshot. I would love nothing more than a mugshot. I'm going to put the mugshot on everything on my social media. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I would absolutely love that. Georgia's Fort Fulton County Sheriff said he anticipates Donald Trump will get a mugshot if he's indicted. Uh, he says, unless someone tells me differently, we are following our normal practices. Unfortunately, someone will probably tell him differently. Um, they know that that will become the most famous mugshot of all time and that Trump supporters are going to just use it. Do uh, you know how many people are going to have that as their social media handle? Holy shit. So anyway... So um, now you had this guy, uh, Devin Archer, testify. Uh, I mean, they have Biden dead to rights on corruption, but of course nothing's going to happen. But it's fun to watch them pretend uh, entropy went down. I will uh, put it back up. It's fun to watch them pretend that... Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot I have to keep the... I think it really is because I'm not keeping the page open on the phone. Okay, and I did, I got the... Uh, Nathan, I got you here. All right, we're good. So I don't think I missed anything. All right, cool. All right, Entropy is back up, and I will keep that page open from now on. Okay, anyway. Um, now, it is interesting to watch what eventually happens to this guy, because they might Epstein this guy, I, I would think. But anyway, uh, he confirmed Joe Biden was the brand to send signals to Burisma, as revealed in the newly released transcript of his Congress. Congressional testimony, Devin Archer, Hunter Biden's former business partner who served with him on the Burisma board, told the House Committee on Oversight and Accountability that then-Vice President Joe Biden was the brand that his son Hunter sold around the world. You've had other conversations with Hunter Biden, James Mandafo, the general counsel and chief of investigations for the Committee on Oversight and Accountability, noted, adding you were his business partner for a long time. Did he talk about how bringing his dad either to Ukraine or using his dad as vice president would add value in the eyes of Burisma officials? Archer said yes. Mandalfo said, how would that come up? Archer said, I think it's almost as obvious if, you know, you're the son of a vice president, he would not talk specifically about, you know, he would not be so overt. And I think that's, you know, I think that's another obvious point that he would not say, okay, we're going to, I'm overtly, we're going to use my dad for this. But I think he would, given the brand, I think he would get leverage from it. Mandafo cited a note from Hunter Biden in April of 2014. Essentially, Hunter Biden copies and pastes what appears to be a quote from his father's speech while Vice President uh, uh, was in Ukraine. You then respond, wow, we need to make sure this ragtag temporary government in the Ukraine understands the value of Burisma to its very existence. You should send to Vadim. Who's Vadim again? Mandafo continued makes you look like you're adding value. Mandafo says, would you agree with me that this isn't legal advice that's adding value here that Hunter Biden is giving? The value added that Hunter Biden brings to Burisma is Joe Biden. Archer says the value that Hunter Biden brought to it was having, you know, there was uh, the theoretical was corporate governance, but obviously given the brand, that was a large part of the value. I don't think it was the sole value, but I do think it was a key component of the value. Mandalfo says, you keep saying the brand, but by brand, you mean the Biden family, correct? And Archer said, correct. Andy Big says, when you say Biden family, you're talking about, you aren't talking about Dr. Jill or anyone else. You're talking about Joe Biden. Is that fair to say? 
And then Archer says, yeah, that's fair to say. Obviously, that brought the most value to the brand. Now, what was interesting also, and it's very enjoyable to watch these people change the uh, or move the goalposts because um, there was the whole thing about how there was all these phone calls where Hunter Biden was talking to, or excuse me, Joe Biden was talking to these people. And so it, it went from Joe Biden didn't talk to his son about business to, of course, Joe Biden talked to his son uh, about business. He had to. He had to be a good father. Dan Goldman was sweating. That was pretty funny to watch. Um, I don't think anything's going to come of this. Now, of course, Tucker Carlson, the next day after his testimony, he interviewed Devin Archer. And that was great to see. Um, and then I think that uh, you, you just have complete denial or goalposts moving from the media. They're pretending that there's nothing to see here. There's no evidence at all. And it's just uh, it's hilarious, hilarious to watch. But uh, but anyway, we'll see what else comes of this. I don't expect either of them to face any charges, but I do think that uh, Devin Archer might very well get Epstein. OK, so um, I think the primary is over. Um, I mean, if people want to still try to compete, that's fine, you know, whatever. Um, uh, but with that said, I do think that this helps DeSantis at least save some face because I think DeSantis does well with a, 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 an opponent. Um, I, I didn't really think that the interview that he did with CNN was very good because Jake Tapper was not adversarial enough. He needs someone adversarial to go at him, just like when he was given press conferences during COVID. And, and then he does, I think, pretty well against the media. Not, you know, Trump level, but, but certainly, I think, good. And I think that, that helps him. Um, I, I don't know why, you know, they haven't had him do a town hall uh, in front of like a, a real horrible bitch like the one from CNN. But anyway, speaking of bitches, he is going to go up against Gavin Newsom in a debate. Now, of course, it's possible Newsom backs out because he didn't think DeSantis would, would accept. Now, what's the point of all this? I mean, this is like, I guess it's to, uh, it's to help Newsom. I mean, Newsom is probably going to be the nominee. Biden is, yeah, I mean, he's a walking corpse at this point. Um, but uh, yeah, it, DeSantis is just having a bad run. On top of running a very bad campaign, uh, you got these indictments that are turning Trump into the greatest martyr in American history. So even if DeSantis ran a perfect campaign, uh, it's just, you know, it wouldn't matter. It's just, it's just you needed to wait to 2028. Hopefully you can, you can recover. Um, and, you know, one of the great ways to start your recovery is to reverse the bullshit pamphlet bill in Florida, Ron. It's the first thing you need to do. Um, but anyway, Ron DeSantis announced Wednesday that he has accepted commie governor Gavin Newsom's debate challenge. Um, he says, absolutely, I'm game. Let's get it done. Just tell me when and where we'll do it. In one respect, the debate between California and Florida had already been had. As you suggest, people have been voting on that. They've been voting on it with their feet. They have fled California in record numbers. I think DeSantis could do very well against Newsom. There's a lot of good factual arguments he can make. I mean, Newsom runs one of the worst states in the country. And, uh, and DeSantis has done a very good job in Florida outside of a couple issues. So I think if, if you can't beat uh, Gavin Newsom in a debate, you got big problems. I would expect him to, to destroy Newsom. Uh, I would expect that. So hopefully he does. Um, you know, does this really matter? No. 
No, this is... And, and like Trump, I want Trump to go to the debate, but it, it's not going to matter if he doesn't go to the debate. I, didn't he say something, Trump? He was just basically like, this is... This debate is going to be an audition for like who's the vice president. I mean that's true. It's not that's that's true. Entertainment wise, I would love to see Trump go on stage with all these people. It doesn't matter if he doesn't. People cannot like it or say, "Oh, it's whatever." You can, you know, but it's not going to matter. It doesn't matter. I would prefer to see it. It does not matter at all. Um now, there is some, and none of this is surprising. I like the fact that Jordan is doing this. I don't think anything's going to come from it, but it's good to get the information out there. Jim Jordan releases another Facebook files, highlights how the Biden administration sought to suppress the Daily Wire. Jim Jordan released his third edition of the Facebook files, saying the Biden administration pressured the social media giant to stifle speech the White House didn't like, including limiting Daily Wire's reach on the platform. Um, and boosting the reach of legacy media outlets. In a tweet thread Thursday, Jordan highlighted new, newly released documents obtained by the Select Subcommittee on the Weaponization of the Federal Government, which he chairs. The documents, which were reviewed by the Daily Wire, show uh, that Facebook repeatedly confirmed uh, to the White House that it was working to re-engineer its platform in order to accomplish the administration's directive on suppressing content that clashed with its Ching Chong AIDS jab agenda. Newly subpoenaed internal notes of meetings between Facebook executives and the Biden admin officials reveal more about the lengths the Biden White House wanted to go to to control true speech on Facebook, he began. In 2021, the White House wanted to control what narratives and true content was posted on Facebook surrounding the Ching Chong AIDS. Biden went so far as to say that Facebook was killing people for allowing certain statements to be published on the site. Rob Flaherty, Biden's then director of digital strategy, repeatedly put pressure on Facebook to explain its content decisions. Quote, we have to explain to President Ron people why there's misinfo on the internet. Flaherty told Facebook employees during a meeting on April 14th. For example, Flaherty questioned whether Facebook was doing enough to reduce traffic from sites like the New York Post I'm curious, New York Post churning out articles every day, what is supposed to happen to that from a policy perspective? Does that article get a reduction label, Flaherty asks. Jordan says, but that wasn't enough for the Biden White House. Flaherty wanted Facebook to go a step further. He wanted Facebook to kick people off its site. Just like I said, make no mistake, these people are going to arrest journalists. They already have done this, but I'm saying this is... What we're seeing is just the beginning, I think. They are going... This is going to get wild. It's already fucking crazy. This shit is going to get wild. They will stop at nothing. They are going to arrest as many people as they need to to cause a chilling effect. The Biden White House's effort to censor opposing viewpoints only grew, Jordan said, so they upped the pressure. Flaherty demanded that Facebook play ball and work with the Biden White House on censorship, But that's not all. The Biden White House wanted to control what you saw on Facebook. They questioned whether Facebook, by the way, is, are any of the homosexual regime propagandists like Sitchin Adam and Destiny, have they commented on this yet? Because I I love watching them pretend that the government didn't censor American citizens. I love watching that. I love watching people just desperately lie for the regime. I really enjoy it, so I can't wait to see that. If anyone has seen it, let me know, hardnewsnetwork at gmail.com. 
Um, they questioned whether Facebook could change its algorithm. So users saw more posts from the New York Times and less from the Daily Wire and Tommy Lauren. Why did they do that? Because they didn't think you were smart enough to decide for yourself. Um, Biden's head of strategic communications and public engagement for the Ching Chong AIDS response, Courtney Rowe, mocked real America's ability to determine what's true and what isn't. Facebook, you know what I, my ultimate response to people like that are? Uh, who put the needle in their arm? Did you, Courtney Rowe put the needle in her arm. Okay, we didn't, so. And the beauty is not just that that shows that Courtney Rowe is a fucking retard, but that she's probably going to have very uh, uh, bad consequences for her retardation. And that's good. Now, a normal person, I don't wish that on a normal person, like if you got coerced or whatever, you made a mistake. I, I, I don't wish that upon a person. But evil fuckers like this, oh yeah, oh that's what they deserve. At least that's a portion of what they deserve. But we'll see. Anyway, now of course, did some of them take saline? I don't know. That's a good question. But I don't think, I think Courtney Rowe is replaceable. So she might be having a date with myocarditis at some point. Anyway, Facebook knew it had to act, Jordan continued. One employee tried to explain to the White House that if the company couldn't remove content, it could at least contain it. Whores, the internet is uncontainable. You can't contain it. You can't contain the internet. But Flaherty continued to press for more content moderation and control on so-called bad content. Of course, Facebook caved. The company admitted to the White House it reduced content of certain posts even if the post didn't violate the company's terms and contain true information. Just read it from a Facebook, Facebook employee. These newly subpoenaed meeting notes continue to show the Biden White House desire to direct and control content on Facebook. More evidence of the censorship industrial complex to be continued. All right, so um, none of this is surprising, but it is good that he's getting it out there and... Uh, the evidence is overwhelming that the government censored American citizens. It's, it's like not even debatable, but I love watching them pretend that that's not the case. Okay, uh, here's just more confirma uh, confirmation that Bathhouse Barry is indeed a homosexual. Bathhouse Barry Obama once wrote to an ex-girlfriend that he repeatedly fantasizes about making love to men. Yeah, that's, that's Obama. Former uh, President Bathhouse Barry Obama once wrote that he fantasized about having sexual relations with other men. Biographer David Garrow said in an interview published Wednesday, the former president expressed his fantasies in a letter to a girlfriend at the time. Garrow told Tablet Magazine, the letter has been redacted and is currently in the possession of Emory University. The ex-girlfriend provided a copy of the letter but had redacted one paragraph, Garrow told Tablet, who said she revealed the paragraph was about homosexuality. Sometime, you don't have to redact it. We all know he married a man. Michelle Obama is a man, okay? So obviously he's having sex with a man that would make him a homosexual. That's it. Simple. Simple as it can get. Sometime right about when Rising Star came out, Alex indirectly sold the original, sold those letters, and he ended up at Emory, Garrow told uh, Tablet while discussing his... Oh, autobiography of Obama Rising Star, which touched on Obama, reportedly dreaming about homosexuality. So Emory put out a press release saying, we've gotten these rare letters by Obama, and no mention of this paragraph that was too sensitive. None of the papers mentioned it. Emory didn't mention it. So I emailed Harvey Clare, go to the Emory archives. He spent his whole life at Emory, but they won't let him take pictures. So Harvey has to sit there with a pencil and copy out the paragraph where 
Bathhouse writes to Alex about how he repeatedly fantasizes about making love to men. Obama, uh, Obama this is what the Daily Caller wrote, married his wife, <laughs> former First Lady Michelle Obama in 1992. That's all you got? Okay. Yeah, well, Michelle Obama is a man. So there you go. None of that is surprising. Okay, now let's talk about the pedophiles. Um, liberal professor says kids should be exposed to adult genitalia to prepare for trans people in their bathroom. A University of British Columbia professor said that children should be exposed to adult genitalia in order to prepare them for seeing adults exposed in their restrooms. Now, I'd like to point out something. Now, I don't know where you, you're going to the bathroom. Maybe you've had a different experience than I have. But I've been going into public restrooms my whole life. Very rarely are you exposed to cocks. Okay? Now, maybe I've just been lucky. But as far as my experience in a public bathroom, uh, if you're a normal person and not a, a pervert or homosexual, is that you walk to the... Now, I'm a stall man. That's probably one of the reasons. Okay? I go into the stall and I close the door. I'm a stall man. But from time to time, you, you can't use the stall because people are taking shits, okay? So if I go into a bathroom and people are taking shits, men, then I will go to the urinal, okay? Now, a normal person who's not a predator will go to the urinal, go inside. The, the, now, around where I'm at, everywhere that I've been, there's always dividers with the urinals. I know not every bathroom has that. But as the, all the ones I go to have that divider, okay? So you're, you, once you go into the divider, then you pull out your cock, which is not possible for anyone to see unless you get some sort of lunatic who's peering over. Um, hasn't happened to me. Maybe it's happened to you. I know legally you can't punch a guy in the face for that, but I would not blame you if you did that. Like, what are you doing, okay? What, what, what are you doing, okay? Keep your eyes over there. What are you, some kind of fucking homosexual? Anyway, my point is, this pedophile, this person, make no mistake, this is a pedophile trying to not only groom children, but groom society into allowing this, is saying that children should be exposed to genitalia to get them prepared for trannies in the bathroom. Why would they have to be prepared? Let's say you have a tranny in the bathroom. If the tranny is a normal person, that tranny is only going to pull their cock out when they're within the divider of the urinal. No one walks out, walks around with their cocks out in the bathroom that I've seen. Okay, like I said, I don't know what, I, I just, I've not seen that. Okay, the only time that I ever saw cocks is when I was in the YMCA as a kid and I had to walk through the shower room to get to the pool. Okay, and there were way too many just naked men there. And I was like, what the fuck is this bullshit? Okay, and I remember, and then I remember when I was walking out of that shower area to get to the pool, there was a sign that says, all like pool participants must take a shower. And I'm like, you're telling me I got to take a shower with those motherfuckers? Because there's no privacy in those showers. I don't know who came up. Motherfuckers, you came up with the idea. I'm talking about the bathroom inventors. You guys came up with the ideas for stalls. Why don't you have dividers with the showers? Who the hell, other than homosexuals, who wants to stand around 
and be naked in front of other men. Like, what is this? I, I don't... It's like, that's the gayest shit ever. Now, maybe it, it, maybe I'm the one with the problem. Maybe, And I'm not saying every person that does that is a homosexual. Because from what I understand, that's kind of like how things used to be done back in the day in like the average locker room. So it is what it is. That's fine. But it's just, it's a bizarre situation. And I know other countries do it differently. From what I understand, I've seen bathrooms in other countries where, like, there are just a series of toilets and there's no dividers. And I guess everyone's taking a communal shit. And I guess if you grew up in that environment, that's what you're used to. But I don't know. That's just not going to work. That's like a prison. I mean, that's almost as bad as prison. Anyway, okay. My point is, no normal person is walking around in a men's room with their cock out, Okay. So what this person is doing is trying to prepare society to see more tranny cocks because the type of trannies that they're talking about that go into women's rooms are predators and they always have their cocks out, okay? So, so make no mistake of, of what we're talking about. And I guess I should also more cover, I don't know as much about women's rooms, uh, but I, I do know one thing about women's rooms. There's less cock in a women's room than in a men's room uh, uh, overall. Now, in 2023, it's a little different. There has been a, a rise in the percentage of cocks in, in the women's room because of the tranny madness. But just my overall point here is this is another one of these academics that's trying to normalize pedophilia. This is how they do it. So this is one of the ways. So then... This is what the pedophile said, and I quote, uh, Kacha Thiami said, hey, want to know one of my all-time excellent parenting ideas? And then they put uh, periods next to each word. This is what they wrote. Let little children see penises and vulvas of various ages and sizes in a casual, normalized, totally safe way. Uh, they reportedly made the comments in response to Riley Gaines speaking about her experience competing against tranny swimmer Leah Thomas. Gaines responded to the lunatic pedophile, using the periods after the words as well, saying, you are deranged and should be in prison. Now see, that I like. This is, I gotta tell you, Riley Gaines is a conservative ink girl. She is a, you know, and that's fine, and it be whatever you, you're gonna be. Um, I have many issues with conservative ink, but I got to tell you, when it comes to this subject, it's one of the only subjects. I mean, she said right away this woman should be in prison. That's like something that I would say. Now, I think I'm correct about that. These people belong in prison or worse. You can sell me on worse. I'm just saying you got to have a fair trial. I'm hard, fair trial bastard. I just want a fair trial. But what you do to these people, what do you think? If after a fair trial, I'm going to give a shit? What? Come on, please. But anyway, it's just fascinating. She immediately, a conservative ink person, immediately went to prison. That's a good sign. That is a good sign. Now, I wish they were like this in other areas, of course, and they're not, and that's fine. But, uh, uh, I mean, it's not fine. It's not great, but it is what it is. Then uh, this Riley Gaines continued. I tag you, but naturally you made your account private. Yet now the pedophile is going to claim to be a victim. If you need a guest lecturer for your course, let me know. In the meantime, someone should check her search history. 100% correct. This is a pedophile, no question. Um, so yeah, uh, and make no mistake, we're gonna see a lot more of this. We're gonna see a lot more of this. They are trying to normalize pedophilia. Now, something that I would like to normalize is one of the greatest videos that I've seen all month. 
this was really satisfying. Um, I'm going to just set the video up here. What we have is a um, criminal uh, in, what is this, New York City? Now, in New York City, um, criminals are allowed to steal. Um, even white criminals are allowed to, to steal. Of course, this could be any of them. I, I'm not 100% sure where this is. It's not saying. Maybe I missed it. But it's, it's probably uh, in, let's see, now, honestly... Yeah, it's in a 7-Eleven. We'll just say it's a Democrat city because that's where you're allowed to be a criminal for the most part. So um, why don't we have a look to see what these based Sikhs did when a criminal blatantly pulled up a trash can to empty their shelves of their cigarettes. Like I said, this is a very satisfying video in my opinion. So he threatens him right there. No, there's something you can do. So he here's the beauty of this video and why I found it so satisfying. So this piece of shit animal here, he's brazenly stealing. But you have another piece of shit animal telling the Sikh to just accept your fate. Allow the criminal to steal from you, bigot. And he said one of my favorite lines. One of the lines that completely changed the game for me as a person and, and, and got me to where I am. Because you, you probably know what line that is. Do you have insurance? He has insurance. The reason that line is significant to me is because that's the line from the vast, vast, vast majority of the left when these fucking lunatics were burning down cities because some nog overdosed, okay? Um, and so um, that was some fucked up shit uh, where you have American citizens, many of them black, and, and like, like I said, it's, it's a, it is an injustice no matter who it happens to when someone's business is destroyed by criminals, but they make a big deal and pretend that they are the savior of blacks, which is preposterous. Anyway... Uh, they didn't give a fuck that black people were having their businesses destroyed. But that's one of the things that they would say. Well, they have insurance. So, by the way, if you haven't seen this video, you're in for a treat. So I just want to, I'm just, I really want to set this up perfectly. So you have an animal stealing and then another animal saying there's nothing you can do to stop him. Well, let's see if the Sikh agrees with that.
Now, a little bit of a redemption arc for the, for the guy recording the video, because once this guy started getting his ass whipped, he started mocking him. And, and that's why, I mean, is this not, and it's, it's a small example of what I think is a reality. It doesn't mean that I think it's a good reality or a bad reality. It simply is what is. And what, is, what am I talking about? These people only respond to power. So what happened? You have this guy taking the video who's on the criminal side until the Sikhs show power. And then what does he do? Now he's on the other side. Hey, you're getting your ass kicked. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that fascinating? So uh, I hope to see a lot more of this. Now, make no mistake, the DA is probably going to arrest these guys. Um, and they're probably going to see do time in prison because commies hate it when you defend yourself. Um, and my response to this uh, no matter what, I, I'll, I'll be clear, no matter what they did to this guy, you know what my response is? Don't steal, fucker. How about that? Don't go into people's business and steal. And if you do, I don't give a fucking shit what happens to you. Let's, uh, let's just have a look at this one more time here. Just want to, uh, just want to check this out one more time. Bro, he came that motherfucker like he was in Singapore. They came that motherfucker like that retard that started spray painting the cars back in the day. I didn't give a fuck about that, dude. What? You're in Singapore and you're vandalizing cars? What are you in? I got nothing for you. I got nothing for you. Look, if you're in Singapore and you do something simple, like let's say you're, you're, you know, you're eating dinner and you cough and somehow that was illegal and you didn't know and they're canning you. You got my empathy because that's ridiculous, okay? But you go to another person's country <clears throat> and you vandalize? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, I got nothing for you. Got nothing for you, man. So anyway, that's one of my favorite videos of the year so far. I really enjoyed this and I, I do hope that there are more like this. Um, and, and to anyone who might not like my position on it. My, my, my position is simple. Don't steal. Stop stealing. Don't steal. Uh, follow the rules and the law. That's all. That's all. Mm, that was a good one. Okay, let's move on here. Um, Robert F. Kennedy sues Google and YouTube over constant censorship. Good. It's probably going to get thrown out, but good, you know, you got to try. Robert F. Kennedy Jr., prominent Democrat presidential hopeful, is taking YouTube and Google to court. A lawsuit filed Wednesday pertains to alleged violations of his First Amendment rights. As he contends, his speeches and interviews were expunged inappropriately from the platform. And um, I, I hope he's successful. I think it's unlikely that he'll be successful. But, um, you know, you got to try. Now, this is just more evidence of why... This is going to get crazy. 
Bernie Sanders calls for prosecution of illegal misinformation on climate change. These motherfuckers, make no mistake, they already, the, the first domino to fall was um, uh, Ricky Vaughn. That was the first one. And, and he, he, that didn't get thrown out or anything. He's, he's going to jail probably for 10 years for posting a meme. So they got a taste for blood. And now, and then the shit with Trump, of course, the shit with the electors, that was totally legal what they were doing uh, with the alternate slate of electors. Um, oh, Mark Dice had a great video today where he simply ran back a video of Van Jones talking about the exact process and how it's completely legal. And you might recall during this period of time, if you watch the stream, I remember reading many articles, one particularly from, um, who's the lunatic uh, brown guy that told Jared Taylor that he was white? <laughs> That's an all-timer. Oh, Fareed Zakaria, right. Fareed Zakaria wrote a, a, an article, I think in the Washington Post, about the exact process and how it all works. Completely legal. Well, they're rounding up Trump supporters, and, and they're probably, they already did it in Michigan. They're arresting them, trying to put them in jail for decades. And then also uh, they're going to arrest them in Arizona and likely Georgia. And um, so now Bernie Sanders wants you arrested because you don't believe their total bullshit on climate change, which is completely made up. Before there was the narrative pushed by the mainstream media that the 2016 US presidential election was rigged, there were the Democratic primaries regarding which the evidence of actual rigging taking place has been much more solid. The victim was hapless presidential hopeful Bernie Sanders, but now this once great hope of left-wing citizens seems to be turning increasingly authoritarian. He is essentially providing a solution to a problem that shouldn't exist, not in a democracy, namely what to do legally to stop political opponents. In this case, it's about corporate skeptics around the climate change panic, and Sanders has the answer. Prosecute them, and if found guilty, put them in prison. Sounds extreme, but here we are. In a letter co-signed by Sanders, a group of his Democrat colleagues is asking the DOJ to do such a thing aimed at what's termed the fossil fuel industry. They're probably going to arrest people on this within a couple weeks. Anytime a letter goes to the DOJ like this, there's usually action taken. When uh, the letter went from the National School Board Association to the DOJ about parents who were attending um, uh, school board meetings who were disagreeing with AIDS commie pedophile bullshit, uh, a couple parents had their homes raided by the FBI. So I would imagine that's going to happen here as well. Although it seems careful to point the finger and demand retribution from companies that are accused of basically organizing campaigns to improve their businesses, and that's because, uh, and that business, that's far from illegal. Uh, once a precedent of legality uh, hounding, or of legally hounding dissenters is set, it can go anywhere. Exxon, Shell, and other giants are mentioned, perhaps as a way to soften the blow of that reality. But if what the senators are asking is to become reality, next up could be journalists and then social media users. Of course, that's why I've said there is nothing that could happen to these people that would cause me personally to go, oh, that's too much. Oh, oh, now that's a bit much. No, there's nothing. There's not a single thing you could come up with in which I personally would go, oh, I've had enough of that. Oh, that's too much. Okay, now, you got to have a fair trial, hard, fair trial bastard. Okay, you have to have a fair trial. I'm all about a fair trial. Got to do it legally 
and humanely with a fair trial. Um, but these people, they, you know what this was like? You have, you, you have our political opponents, and, and for many years, there was a gun at the center uh, of, let's say you had a room, and the room is um, cut in half with a divider, you know, like a spray, like spray painted line. You know, this is our half, that's your half, and there's a gun at the center of it. And to maintain decorum between the sides, it was understood no one goes for the gun. Okay, that was the understood thing. No one goes for the gun, meaning no one calls for their political opponents to be censored or arrested. That was the deal. They broke that deal. They went for the gun. The question is, and this is a metaphor, the question is, can we get the gun back? Okay, we didn't go for the gun first. They went for the gun first. They have the gun. Can we get the gun back? I'm simply saying, if by some miracle we get that gun, uh, uh, we need to not put it back at the center of the room. And we need to do what's necessary to stop them. Again, this is a political metaphor. Now, I know those are not allowed anymore on Rumble, but it doesn't relate to Israel, so I'm probably okay. Um, but anyway, so yeah, and again, I'm not talking about political violence. I'm talking about uh, defending yourself against animals who are trying to destroy you. And that's what the Democrats are doing right now. So it's a really unfortunate situation. Uh, what they're doing, but now they're, they're looking for as many ways as possible to lock us up uh, for our speech, which is sick. That's very sick. So hopefully they can be stopped at the ballot box or some way that's not ridiculous. Uh, but ultimately, you know, we'll have to see. Anyway, there you go. If you're wondering what, how else are they going to try to lock us up, this would be one of those ways. So incredible. Absolutely incredible. Okay, let's get to some videos. Um, First, we'll cover uh, how TYT covered uh, Trump's latest indictment. You can call it overturning the election. I don't care what you call it, okay? I don't care how scary you make it sound. It was 100% legal.
that indictment, we're also learning that there are That's six unnamed I, I and unindicted co-conspirators. Co so we'll find out who those individuals are. Uh, I would be shocked if Trump's campaign lawyers, people like Rudy Giuliani weren't uh, you know, facing some uh, charges in the future. We'll see how that all plays out. Uh, but Trump is expected to be arraigned tomorrow, which is Thursday, August 3rd. The judge overseeing the case is US District Judge Tanya Chutkan, um, who is an Obama appointee. And the White House so far has completely declined <clears throat> to comment on this case. Uh, but I will say the fake elector scheme, there's a lot of evidence behind that. So that- uh, Yes, but the problem is it is fundamentally legal. That's fundamentally legal what they did. That is not gonna bode well for Trump. Uh, I, I would think it has, I mean, it, it's completely legal behavior. In terms of, you know, this, this prosecution. The other thing that I think uh, is important to remind you all of is, you know, while he had the fake elector scheme playing out, he was also hitting up secretaries of state to encourage them to essentially find votes to flip the state from voting for Biden. Even the way that you f frame it is still not illegal. You're dishonestly framing it. It's, it's dishonest framing to pretend that Trump was asking them to like make up votes, to find votes out of nowhere. That's, that's dishonest, but uh, again, legal. To supporting Trump. In fact, here is the piece of evidence that we show you on the show quite often. Here is Trump calling Brad Raffensperger in Georgia, the Secretary of State, in order to, you know, find some votes and help Trump out. So, look, all I want to do is this. I just want to find uh, 11,780 votes, which is one more than we have, because we won the state. So. We'll see how this all goes. Uh, Trump has mounting legal problems. Again, this is now the third indictment. And this is happening in conjunction with the Georgia prosecutors uh, who are also investigating Trump and his role in attempting to overturn their state's uh, election results from Biden to Trump. Now, under the first count of conspiracy to defraud the United States, federal prosecutors argue that once violence began at the Capitol on January 6th, Trump only inflamed the situation. And we know without a shadow of a doubt that he took a while to actually intervene and try to calm the situation down. He didn't want to do it. He enjoyed watching the chaos as it ensued. The indictment says that Trump continued to blast out claims of election fraud after the riot began unfolding. Again, not illegal. You are allowed to not agree about the election. It doesn't matter what riots are happening, who's rioting, it doesn't matter. Uh, as violence ensued, the defendant and co-conspirators exploited the disruption by redoubling efforts to levy false claims of election fraud. Again, it's, they're not false claims, but even if they were false claims, this is clearly protected. And convince members of Congress to further delay the certification based on those claims, prosecutors wrote in the indictment. 
And so this story literally just broke. It is developing as we speak. Reporters are pouring through the 45 page indictment to figure out exactly what this means and what it entails, not only for Trump, but those around him who repeated the election lies. So I'm telling you that they are absolutely gonna arrest a couple commentators. Who engaged in this fake elector scheme. And what's incredible about all of this is even if he is indicted, prosecuted and convicted of these crimes, his base is not gonna be convinced that he engaged in any wrongdoing. Well, obvious, this is, I mean, this is even dumber than the last one. This is even dumber than the classified documents one. That is the frustrating part about all of this. There's about a third of the Republican base that is incredibly loyal to Trump. They will support that. him no matter what. And in fact, when you listen to the way the right wing side of our media covers these types of stories, they tend to downplay it while simultaneously making a pretty big deal about Hunter Biden and the alleged schemes that he was involved in, right? But his alleged schemes really have nothing to do with trying to undercut our democratic process. Hunter Biden isn't even a member of our government. He isn't serving in the White House, unlike Trump having his children. So it's just incredible to watch these regime propagandists hit like the North Korean levels of propaganda. And again, you will recall this fucking melting nosed bird whore went on the Sitchin Adams show. And, and she was like, oh, at TYT, we're turning a new leaf and we're doing things differently. No, they're not, not at all. They are the same bullshit that they've always been. Children serve as advisors. Hunter Biden is not an advisor to Joe Biden. And so far, the Republican Party has failed to show a shred of evidence of Joe Biden engaged in any criminality or wrongdoing. Again, that's preposterous. That's as preposterous as the vaccine being safe and effective or the election in 2020 being uh, the most secure in history. These are obvious lies. Uh, uh, and only regime propagandists and their here and adherents and the lowest of the IQ believe them. As it pertains to Hunter Biden and his, you know, foreign dealings, we'll get to that story a little later on the show. But this is what we know so far based on the reporting on this indictment. Uh, remember that Trump had received word um, weeks ago indicating that he was the target of this investigation. He knew that the indictment was gonna come any day now and today is that day. So we will fill you all in as we learn more about this story, uh, but not looking good for Trump and certainly not great for his campaign finances considering they've already spent tens of millions of dollars on defending Trump. Uh, when it comes to all these various investigations and indictments. So we'll fill you in as we learn more. Uh, it, it, it has no bearing on any of it. It has absolutely no bearing. Okay, let's get to some breaking news from the internet here. One moment, let me bring this up. We have uh, breaking news from the internet from Gunfox. All right. Progressive Democrats are proposing a new tax they say will help close the exorbitant wealth gap. Oh, I'm sure this will just be for rich people. A group of lunatic commies, lawmakers, have proposed a wealth tax on the richest households that reflects levels of inequality. Democrat representatives, including Barbara Lee of California and Jamal Bowman of, the New, York, of New York last week, introduced the oppose limitless inequality growth and reverse community harms or oligarch act 
that would make the wealthiest pay more tax. The legislation was devised with the support of the patriotic millionaires and other allied organizations. The lunatic AIDS commie uh, said in a statement, inequality in the United States is worse in 2023 than it was during the Gilded Age. It is unacceptable that millions of hardworking people remain impoverished while the top 0.1% hold over 20% of the nation's wealth. The Oligarch Act is the solution. We need to close the exorbitant wealth gap in America and create a tax system where everyone pays their fair share. The legislation has four brackets, 2% for all wealth between 1,000 and 10,000 times median household, 4% for all wealth between 10,000 and 100,000 times median household wealth, 6% for all wealth between 100,000 and a million times median household wealth, 8% for all wealth over a million uh, times median household wealth. The median American household wealth is just over 120,000, according to the patriotic millionaires. By the design, this causes the tax to wax and wane with wealth concentration intensifying during periods of rising inequality, but tapering off to near non-existence when median household wealth increases and inequality moderates to an acceptable level. The patriotic millionaires have long championed for fairer income redistribution and say the net worth of America's 735 billionaires is now 4.7 trillion. Meanwhile, 60% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. 40% of Americans can't afford a $400 financial emergency and a third of workers make less than 15 an hour. Morris Pearl, chair of Patriotic Millionaires and a former BlackRock managing director told Market Watch the bill was unlikely to pass the Republican-controlled House of Representatives, but that extreme wealth inequality was now an existential threat to the U.S. The group also wants a 30% inspection rate on relevant households by the IRS to combat potential evasion. Now, of course, what's going to happen here is the kulaks are going to be the ones that get the audits and will not be able to get the benefits of the tax money. That will obviously go to non-white people, non-white people. So uh, amazing. All right, here is some more uh, breaking news from the internet from Gunfox. One moment. Appreciate the support, sir. Democrat Representative Garcia wants to make the rest of the country more like Long Beach, California. Is, I guess that's just a lot of homosexuals there. I don't know. What is he talking about? Robert Garcia, freshman Democrat from California, has embraced a bunch of titles, including, yeah, bathhouse. Congress's first openly gay immigrant member and president of his congressional class. One title he's especially proud is urbanist, with his emphasis on making cities like Long Beach denser, more walkable, and better places to live. The 45-year... Now, of course, in commie talk, what that means is homeless people everywhere, AIDS and needles and shit all over the ground. That's commie utopia. The 45-year-old former Republican most recently served uh, for eight years uh, as the mayor of Long Beach. In that role, he became a vocal advocate for denser and more climate-friendly cities. 
He focused on boosting his uh, district's housing supply, overseeing the construction of a historic amount of housing units. Um, so yeah, they're probably, they're gonna build as many housing units as possible and they're gonna try to force people that live in the country to move to the city. I think that's their plan. Hopefully that doesn't work. That's some crazy bullshit. So the AIDS commie says, I think a good city, good urbanism is a dense core. It's walkable, it's bikeable, and there's also focus on public transit. My experience as mayor has really informed my whole worldview in Congress. He wants to bring policies that have worked in Long Beach and California to the entire country. I think focusing on reducing those housing barriers around parking, allowing units to be smaller, not forcing a certain amount of space for construction, Encouraging, I mean, this is the be in the pod and eat the bugs bullshit. Encouraging biking and public investments in public transit, and all those have been really successful in the city, I think, needs to be discussed more at a federal level. In May, the AIDS commie introduced the bill to ban parking minimums near transit hubs, a way to decrease housing prices and construction costs and promote density near mass transit by making it easier to build denser housing without leaving excessive space for cars. Mandatory parking increases construction costs and housing prices and incentives, incentivize, incentivizes driving over transit, among other ills. Garcia got the idea from his home state, which banned local governments from requiring developers build a certain amount of parking spaces for every project. But Garcia argued Congress could take tips, uh, which he called one of the best examples of urbanism. There could be a lot of room for improvement, but there's a decent bike network. It's very walkable. There you see a lot for pedestrians. So I think that DC has come a long way, certainly from 10 years ago. And it's a much more urbanist place. Yeah, it's become a toilet, a high crime toilet. Garcia has been crowdsourcing ideas for urbanist legislation. He says he's working on a bill to fund the electrification of public transit, transit and another to require the Department of Transportation to focus more funding on projects that are sustainable and communities that actually have climate action plans. Garcia said he's made connections with fellow Democrat members who see eye to eye on housing, transportation, and other related issues. He hasn't gotten any Republican support for the bill. Uh, a lot of Republicans I've talked to, they're in, they're, there's interest, but I think many of them are focused on other issues, like taking away the right of women's health care talking about murdering babies, and attacking LGBTQ people, uh, meaning to prevent pedophiles from grooming children. We expect, hopefully in the next year, to get some Republican support. There's honestly some conservative and libertarians who don't believe we should be mandating parking or anything else, so they're kind of interested in that bill. Well, I'm sure you'll get some traitor Republicans to go along with your insanity. Anyway, yeah, all right, so that's, uh, <laughs> that's some fucking bullshit. We'll see. They would love nothing more to force everybody to live in these fucking toilets in giant high-rises of pods like the Matrix. Fucking ridiculous. All right. Let me... Uh, thank you, Gunfox. Appreciate that. If you have an article that you want read on stream, 10 and up, details in the description. Let me read some of these super chats. We're taking them through Entropy. Link in the description. Uh, we're also taking them through Streamlabs. Link in the description. And we're also taking Rumble Rants on Rumble. Also, we're about 16 or so away from 125 on Subscribestar, uh, combined Subscribestar, Rumble, and uh, the Soft Gentleman's Bathhouse. And um, 
When we hit 125, uh, the soft gentleman will release to, uh, to the audience a book called What a Bigot Would Say, which we will then eventually uh, try to get published on Amazon. If you are interested in seeing that book happen, check out subscribestar.com slash hard-bastard or click the red subscribe button on Rumble. Or when the soft gentleman streams, you can click join to join the bathhouse. Nathan Bravado says, you know these motherfuckers aren't going to quit. May as well get ready for 1776 2.0 because this is only the beginning. Shows how afraid they are. He gets elected again. As sure as Lindsey Graham's ladybugs, rough times ahead for us. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I do think they're going to keep fucking with us, which is unfortunate because a lot of this goes away if they just stop fucking with people. It's unbelievable. PF says, send a shout out to my son, Benjamin. We had a dumb argument earlier. We had planned on listening to your show together, but argued instead. I love you, son. All right, shout out to Benjamin, PF son. Hopefully they, they uh, get that resolved. I appreciate the support, PF. Two Supernova One says, no sound, HB. Yeah, my fault on that. Also, the thug caning had no sound either. Was there sound for Haba? I don't really give as much of a fuck about Haba. I just wanted to point out that she had giant hooters, which I didn't realize. Um, yeah, let's, uh, let's see here. You gotta, you gotta hear the, uh, sound of the, uh, vi video of this guy. So we'll just play it again. Let's have a look here. All right, one second. Let this load up. All right, here we go. Hey, why are you getting every day? Why are you getting every day? I'll put my strap on your bitch ass. Why are you getting every day? Why you sitting here? Why you sitting here? Why you 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 it's really nothing you can do, but it's nothing you can do. It's like they're not gonna do nothing. You just have to just claim you have insurance. You have insurance? What? Does you have insurance? No, this is, it, it hurts you. God damn! Ain't nothing you can do that. Ain't nothing you can do, man. Tell you call police. Ain't nothing you can do, man. Tell police come on. Hey, hey, no, you, hey, don't, hey. Ain't nothing you can do, man. Don't do that. Don't do that, man. Don't do that. So there's a part here where I think something breaks apart in his pocket and flies out of his pocket because of the blows being rained down upon him. Let's go back and look. Oh, 
Right there. He broke something. See? I don't know what he broke, but uh, that's a hell of a thing right there. That's fantastic. Uh, it's, the, it's the video of the year. Okay. Silky Johnson says, uh, let's see. I have a theory, HB. In 1999, the 18th Amendment was ratified, enacting prohibition. And over a year later, the 19th Amendment was ratified. Do you think in our sober stupor, we decided that letting women vote was a good idea? Because we couldn't get shit uh, face to really think on it. Well, you know, I mean, I see why they wanted to. Because, you know, you had that lady that was in the town square saying, let me vote, let me vote. And I guess uh, they didn't decide to put a lasso around her and feed her to the alligators. Um, and so they decided to let her vote. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I mean, I think some women should be allowed to vote. But, uh, you know, like the based ones. I don't have a problem. If you're like super based, I have no beef with you. You want to vote? No problem. But, you know, liberal women are really the issue. I, how, how do you police that? What do you do? I have no idea. I, actually, you just have to have a zero tolerance policy for communism. That's really the bottom line. That is the bottom line. Um, okay, now we have uh, Silky says, HB, in some religious religions, mystery and fear are a big part of it. So all who follow the UAN, go to the grocery store and take a dump in the scale by the plastic wrap and point it out to people, because nothing is more terrifying than a mysterious random dump. Well, I, I, I got to tell you, that's a hell of a thing to do. Obviously, follow the rules and regulations in your municipality when you're doing miracle spiritual work. But yeah, I, that's... Um, that would be a hell of a thing. And I uh, wonder, wonder what the weight on something like that is. That is, uh, that's a hell of a weight. That would be, man, that's, uh, that's a hell of a thing right there. A terrific Agenstein says, man, Patrick bet David on Rogan today was fire. I was not aware he was on Rogan. That sounds interesting. A terrific then said, bet David asked Rogan if he would have Trump on. First time ever Rogan said maybe. Rogan's definitely going to have Trump on. Internet breakage would ensue. They also talked about election fraud. Rogan basically said Lake got screwed. All right, we'll see, this is good. Joe Rogan's coming around. That's good to see. Yeah, I, I, now, you could argue that maybe the best time to have Trump on is going to be like a month or so before the election. So maybe it's not time yet. That's fine. But um, yeah, that'll be interesting to see what happens. Aidsarific then said, no joke, in Finnish, the language of Finland, Kamala means horrible. In Finland, our VP's name is Horrible Harris or Horrible Harry Ass. That sounds about right, Horrible Harris. She's pretty bad. Aidsarific Eisenstein says, Roger Stone says he's done extensive research on Obama's uh, chef death. He said, there's no way in hell the water was eight foot deep because of the tide link uh, to the time of day. He said it was more like three feet deep. The plot thickens. Yeah, there's something going on there. And then the media was like, no, Obama always has bruises and tapes up his hands like that when he goffs. Oh, really? Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, he always has bruises. Hmm. I mean, granted, actually, that is believable, especially on his face. Because can you imagine the beating that Obama takes from Michelle's cock every night? Yeah, you know how uncontrollable Michelle Obama's cock must be? That's got to be... Like being in bed with a wild animal. I mean, that's just not that. Of course, that thing's hitting him in the face. 
I'm surprised he, he, frankly, they must have done a lot of good makeup when he was the president because he didn't really see him with a lot of black eyes. I mean, that's, that's just a hell of a thing right there. Um, Azerific says, RFK went on Door and talked about how fucked the border is. Door is now doing segments on how fucked the border is. That's great to see. Jimmy Door. Door is now red-pilled about the border. See, this is, it's good. That's good. Look, if you used to be a, a, a leftist commie and uh, you then are provided with evidence and then you adjust your position based on evidence, that's fantastic. I, I got no beef with that. Good. Good for him. Horatio Nelson says, get my email earlier. I'll save you from stuttering John this evening, but I sent you the rest of the interview I did. In part five, he calls TYT a bunch of bootlickers, and, and again, I'm quoting, and Rashad Ritchie a jive-ass fucking nigger, unquote. Back to the quotes, about 40,000 views on TG and VK, actual journal. Oh, interesting. That's a hell of a thing. Yeah, I did get the email. I, I, don't, I can't really play from... Um, Telegram. So if you, uh, you don't have to do it now, but whenever you get a chance, if you can put those in a, uh, either, well, I guess BitChute would probably be better than YouTube because YouTube might take them down. But yeah, if you could get those on BitChute in like 15 minute segments, and then I'll play them at the end of the show. Like I said, there's no rush. You want to do it tomorrow, that's fine. But yeah, 15 minute segments uh, of, of the interview, that'll be fine. Uh, I appreciate that. Okay, where do we leave off here? Um, oh, okay, yeah, so let's get to the first Patrick Bet David Chink Uger interview. Let's see what happens here. I had Anthony Weiner on the podcast, okay, a week ago. I don't know how you feel about Anthony Weiner, but I had him on the podcast a week ago. Uh, and it was right before Chris Cuomo. And I look at Anthony Weiner, I said, you know, uh, uh, do you know how to give a blowjob? And he looks at me in a weird way, like, what kind of a question is that? I said, well, no. Do you know how to? He says, no. I said, did you learn how to give one? No. Nobody taught me. Why are you asking me a question like that? I said, because that's what's being taught in some public schools today with books, with images on how to give it, and it's normal. 100% correct. Great opener to a question. 100% correct. Okay. Now, these pictures are out there, these books are out there, and they put it right on there, sold millions of copies, and a lot of parents around the country are fighting for it, and it's in your state, which, you know... That's why we got to control straight people. Yeah, so what, where Newsom will come out, and Newsom will say stuff like, you know, the banning of the books, and banning of the books, and banning of the books, and parents say, listen, stop playing politics. Start defending facts and stop playing politics. So can we, in an area of agreement, agree that... Maybe all this LGBTQ agenda that you have, sell it after I'm 18 years old, not when I'm in third grade. Can we agree on that? Uh, no, and I'll tell you why. Okay. So the devil's in the details. So if you say to me, hey, don't let people have irreversible surgery before 18, I agree completely. Okay. So check. We're on that on the same page. So okay. what Trump is about to do 50... So, so Chenk claims to be on the same page, which is a lie. Chenk is lying. He is a liar. He's a lying commie. Um, he claims uh, uh, that you, you have to be, you should have to be 18, but he has many times done propaganda to defend the butchers, so I don't buy that at all. But what he's making clear on the Patrick Bet David show is that he is for pedophile propaganda in the schools. These states, he said... He's not going to allow for that surgery to take place. Across. Just surgery, though. Just so, surgery is where you are. Okay, yes. let's see where you go okay. next. Go for it. So, um, but if you say, hey, they're coming after the kids, 
that's the oldest line of attack against gay people. Yeah, and it's completely accurate. It's a completely accurate line of attack. I don't care if it's old. I don't care if it's new. Does it mean every gay person? Of course not. Okay. Some people think it does. Well, you'll have to take that up with them. There's nothing I can, I'm not going to fight anyone's battles for them. My position, it's not every gay person. It is a disproportionate amount of gay men to be specific. Um, so if you're a lesbian and you're like, hey, yeah, that's a good point. There's not really a lot of that with the lesbians as far as I understand it. There is a disproportionality when it comes to domestic violence. But uh, And look, it, 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 there is nothing wrong with stating facts about groups of people. Every group has something about them uh, that's good and bad, okay? So, you know, I mean, some groups you might have trouble finding the good. I don't know. This is, I'm not the arbiter or the defender of groups of people. If you care about that shit, then feel free. But I, I don't care. But anyway, the point is... Um, Democrats pretend that some groups are 100% negative, like white people, and that other groups are 100% positive, like homosexual men. They pretend that there are no homosexual male pedophiles, which is preposterous. In the history of the world. They're coming after your kids. They're coming after your kids. But I mean, look at the example you gave, how to give a blowjob, right? That doesn't say gay or straight. That's why I joked and I said, oh, we've got to get straight people under control, right? Because straight people get tons and tons of blowjobs. And that's part of the reason why they put it into some. And in the vast majority of propaganda that Patrick Bet David is referring to is homosexual propaganda. It would also be completely unacceptable if it was heterosexual uh, a propaganda as well. But the vast majority of it is homosexual propaganda. It's misguided to put it into some of those sex education classes, right? Does anybody go, we gotta get straight people under control, look at them teaching blowjobs, goddamn straight people. No, because they don't want to demonize straight people. They want to demonize LGBTQ people. That's why they connect LGBTQ people with children. Now when you- Well again, there is a disproportionate level of pedophilia among gay men. That is why that's done. You say, hey, groomers and pedophiles, etc. Well, straight people do it more. Why aren't we talking about straight people? There are way more straight pedophiles there are way more straight groomers. And so I think, again, it is, it, first of all, all the pedophiles should be buried under a jail. Uh, but this is where Chank pretends that it's straight uh, pedophiles and that there's no homosexual pedophile. By the way, tons of Republicans. They, a new one gets revealed every single week, right? So, but we don't have that conversation. Instead, we focus. Well, it's, it's, you're making it up. You're pretending that there's only one group doing the pedophilia. It's like a laser beam on the LGBTQ community because honestly, the point is to spread hate against the LGBTQ community. That's a lie. I don't care. I don't even believe in the concept, but that's a lie. If you say to me something has gone out of bounds, okay, let's have a discussion about it, right? I think, sir. No, I'm not interested in a discussion. I'm interested in righteous retribution. That's all I'm interested in. The time for discussion is long over. Surgery under 18 is out of bounds. Uh, by the way, this is why I'm called a transphobe by some people in the radical don't care gives a shit yeah yeah and yeah. because i say look there are some certain things that are out of bounds i like one of the things i disagree with i don't think i think the leagues the professional leagues should make their own decisions about whether they let trans people compete in their leagues or not and they say no people say oh with hormones dude you give Shaq all the hormones in the world <laughs> right he's gonna destroy the wnba and people get super mad when i say that but no one agrees with you i love you brothers and sisters and they're part of my network 
but you, Shaq is, go, is going to dominate. You could put every hormone in the world. Men's bodies are structured differently. They maintain mass better. They have a different bone structure. These are facts. So if you're talking about biology, I agree. If you're talking about targeting LGBTQ people overall and kids, no, I don't agree. What about puberty blockers? Puberty blockers is a super tough one. So right now... No, it's not. A lot of people say that it's, it's, it's okay. I'm not positive that this science is settled, but for me, I would leave up to the families and the parents to decide. Like, Republicans say, oh, you know, we're really trying to protect parent rights when we ban these books, et cetera. Then you go, okay, parent rights on hormone therapy. I don't know their kid. Again, again, there are not, they are not banning books. That's completely made up. I don't know their situation, and, I, and I, I'm not sure I know the science any better than the parents do. I'll let the parents make the decision. And then the right says, no, goddamn parents, they're not allowed to make the decision. I'm going to make the government is going to make the decision for them. I don't agree. Would you say this is the number one culture war in America right now? It is. And I'll tell you why. Because the right wing picked it because they think, OK, and they tried different things. They said, all right, Trump tried to ban transgender people from the military. Turned out it wasn't popular. He tried to ban uh, transgender people from bathrooms and stuff, and that didn't turn out to be popular. They dug and dug and dug until Check. they got to trans sports and so-called groomers. That's when the country goes, okay, that's Check. too much. Check. And, the, and by the way, part of the reason I'm calling yeah. our my mainstream progressives is because a lot of the leftists fell right into that trap. And that's the only thing they talk yeah. about. They stop talking about paid family leave and higher minimum wage. And all they're talking about is we got to get trans people into the WNBA. No, that's not the biggest so the culture, issue in America. So you're saying this is a culture word that Republicans brought? I don't yes, think so. Yes, 100%. No. The National Education Association, NEA, is the largest union in America. They got three plus million members. They've been around since the 1850s. It's a long, I don't know what the years, but they've been around for a long time. Now recommends that teachers include the controversial book, Gender Queer, a memoir by... Maya Kobebi on summer reading list. Can you go a little lower? If you look at some of the pictures in there, zoom in a little bit okay. more. I have been waiting. I, I, very rarely do people who are interviewing shove these commies face in their filth. There's only a couple instances where this happened. Uh, Tim Pool one time uh, did it with Matt Bender. It wasn't on this shit, it was um, related to uh, affinity groups. Um, Tim Pohl actually did do this with Emma Viglin. And I believe there was one, uh, I forget what the other example was. But I, I, I hope any person worth anything that gets an opportunity to interview one of these people, put in front of their face for everyone to see their pornographic pedophile filth and watch them defend it. That see that I like. Make them defend their insanity. So uh, good, good job so far by Patrick Bet David. To show these pictures, what they're doing. Keep going. 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 There we go. Keep going. How to give a blowjob? How to do this? Uh, keep going. Eleven years old. Twelve years old. Boys and boys. Yeah, bro, that's very weird. For you, by the way. No, that's for, easy to for, for you. No, no, but hang on one second. For you to ask me to be reasonable on the 12 weeks with 74% Republican for mothers 12 weeks and to sit there and say, no, you're being ludicrous with this because we shouldn't ban bone books like this and we should this be available to them yet, but ask us for this. 
now you sound like a dictator and you don't see the most common argument that parents are having today. Okay, so think about it this way. You know, state of California, since 1851, they've crushed it. I lived in California 24 years, minus my three years in the Army, two and a half years in the Army. I lived in Granada Hills. I went to Glendale High School. I'm a class of 96. I lived in Porter Ranch, Woodland Hills, Northridge, you know, Earthquake. I was there 94 on Basit off of Van Nuys down the street from Caesars Pizza. And, uh, you know, the DMV and the Earthquake was like a minute long. I mean, I've been through all of that. I lived in L.A., had a great time, you know, did my thing, and then I joined the Army. First time they lost people leaving was a couple years ago, and they continue losing. And they're saying this is going to stick around until 2060, okay? where it's not going to have the kind of growth that they're having. Now, whether it's going to be 2060, I don't think it's going to be 2060 because, you know, when it comes down to that, things change fairly. It takes a few years to change, but they change. When you, when you talk to people who are leaving, I think most people will stay if taxes are higher. I don't think that's why people leave. You know that. They'll mm-hmm. stay in New York. They'll stay. I'm like, you know what? Screw the taxes, but you know what? I'll make more. Fine, right? Yeah. Cool. I'll make more. And then you're like, you know, well, let me tell you, look what they're doing here with this. It's a liberal policy. Whatever. Hey, we're going to start teaching this in schools? No, bro. We're, you just crossed the line with me. You, you don't get to dictate that with my kids. I'm not good with that. You're forcing down my, the throat of my kids. Now I have to leave. Now you go to net negative, which if anybody ran against Newsom, that's all they have to talk about. While you were there, you're the first governor ever where people left your state. They left you. He can say, well, it's the fifth biggest economy in the world. That's not because of what you did. That's because of what people did prior to you being a governor. Not because of your doing, because of the people that came before you. While you were here, you lost people, and they went to other places because you started to try to indoctrinate their kids. That's crossing the line. So if you say, Pat, let's kind of find an equal, like one of the things you said about COVID, you know what, now that I'm seeing it, I chose to do it, but I don't think it's this. Okay, fine. We had like a... You know, area where you sounded reasonable, I sounded reasonable, great. You know, hey, parents, this, no problem. Just, by the way, just so you know, I just texted both my HR people while you're asking me, both the companies, to ask him what's our thing because my president that I promoted my insurance company, she's a female. She's had two kids while she's been with me for 13 years. So we've gone through the process with her, and we're checking to see what it is here, to see what the protos, pro, protocols are. We're a fair company. A uh, company bought our company. You know what the conversation was about after they bought it? They said, your uh, benefits are too rich we're going to have to bring it down a little bit before the end of the year. So no problem. Our benefits have always been above what others offer. No problem. Our minimum wage is 15 bucks an hour. We don't have an issue with it. That's always been the case for many years. So, but in this area, brother, if you look at this area and say, I don't think that's a big deal, you're going to lose a lot of people from both sides. But that's why I'm, I'm saying that is a needle. And if you show me that needle and that's got oral sex and it's going to any grade in high school, I agree with you. That needle should be taken out of the haystack. Okay, okay? but would now, you would you fight that fight? Would you get behind that fight? Yeah, if you said to, if you sh- you show me this exact book, I'll send and, you all the books. Right, and so if you show me a book, like, but at the same time, Pat, let me ask yeah. you this. Yeah, now they're taking out a tons of books that don't have anything to do with anything that, that, that aren't talking about like sex, but they're talking about gay people existing. Uh, well, they took out one book that was two penguins that aren't even gay, t- and they're not even human. They're goddamn penguins that took care of a baby, and they're like, ah, it looks a little gay, and they took it out. I mean, come on. And then you tell me I you're not know, against I, I gay people. I don't follow penguins. I don't know which penguin story you're yeah, talking about. I'll look at it to see what But you see what, what I'm doing, Pat? I'm finding a needle. Yeah. You're finding a needle. No, yeah, no, but, so, no, no. This so, is not a needle, bro. This is not a needle. The penguin thing... I don't subscribe to Penguinology or whatever that magazine is. I'll look it up. I'll take a look to see what it is, and I'll give my own opinion on that. That's not 
not where I'm going with this. This is no longer a needle, bro. This is a national. This is riots, protesting. No, happening. No, it is. It, it actually no. is. In many it's different driving states. hatred, Pat. It is. The point is You're to drive right, hatred. You're right. So it's driving hatred to oppose pedophiles, according to Cenk. Cenk, again, coming out explicitly pro-pedophile. Started from the left is it what they're not. doing. Yep. It's, no. it's a division started by the left. Nobody, you didn't have to put that magazine in there. Pat, look, I'm, I'm doing a rebellion against a portion of the left that yeah. goes too far. <clears throat> no, you're not. No, you're not. You're not doing anything. Go fuck yourself. And, and, they, and now that portion thinks I'm a right-winger. They thought I was going to come on here and declare that I was a Republican. Does it sound like I'm a Republican? Okay. Okay. They thought, I, and, and a whole bunch of people think I'm establishment. Does like it a, sound like that? No you way. Like you are 100% establishment. Democratic capitalist. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So, but, but Pat, so if you say, hey, these folks are going too far when they're saying that sh surgery should be okay. And by the way, the real problem in California was crime. And that's why people were leaving. If you want to talk about how, they, how people went too far, the left went too far on crime, we're having a real conversation. But in terms of I, LGBTQ folks, no. Look, I have a, a, a guy I ran into at a business conference. He lives down in Miami. Yeah. Okay. And he said, my kid and I took a picture. We had it in the, we were going to, they asked for a yearbook, yep. right? Yep. And, uh. And then we had the pride flag in the back, just coincidentally, because I'm gay. Right? Guys, just coincidentally, they had the pride flag in the back. Right, and we happen to have one in the back. Right, just, just like when I take pictures, I happen to have the Italian flag in the back. Get out of here. Out of the yearbook, because you can't talk about gay people, and because the teachers are worried. Yeah, get that shit out of here. Get that shit out of here. They're going to get sued, and they're going to go get Good. bankrupt, Good. right? And so, and there was an, uh, and then she, her, uh, his daughter wrote a story about how their their summer vacation and what they did and in it she mentioned that her dad was gay because talking about his partner again like, no need for that get that shit out of here don't write that story you're not allowed to write yeah. that story yeah. get out of here pat it's too Bro, much Bill, Bill, no it isn't it, too much we haven't even gotten started baboon what are you talking about brother, too much brother bill, uh, bill maher bill in high school how many kids were gay when he went to school you're not about the same age. How many kids were gay in high school? Be honest. Like, don't give, I'm not telling you, hey, Joey was gay. I'm saying like that you know, you and I know about. How many kids were gay in high school that were out? That were out? Well, you know, it was terrible to come out back then. And maybe one, maybe okay, two. But me too, right? And then later on they came out and you're like, okay, cool, bro. It's totally fine. But yeah. it wasn't like it was in your face. Traditionalist, 0.8% are gay. They don't give a shit about what you and I think. But they're 0.8% gay. Boomers, it's like 2 3%. Then you go, now Gen Z is 21% gay. You cannot, even Bill Maher talked about this, and Bill Maher's not going to vote Republican. Okay, I'm so, going to tell you something no one else says. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So you get divided into these two camps, which I don't think are right. So why are more people gay now, you know, or coming out as gay? Does culture matter? Yes, it does. And so does the culture make them gay? No. What it does is it gives them permission. And it turns out that 21% would have been gay, bisexual, no. some Total bullshit. Total, ridiculous, retarded bullshit. Along the spectrum. No. And they didn't have permission. Are you telling Dude, me that we had permission before? Dude. You knew how it was stop. when we grew up. Stop. They did not have permission. Dude, stop. Okay, they were 21% are finally coming out. No, it's also, okay, so what religion are you? were a Muslim. What are you now? Atheist. You're an atheist. Yeah. Who persuaded you to become an atheist? Uh, you didn't do it independently. I'll tell you who, yeah. what persuaded me. I read the Quran and the Bible, and then I became an atheist. You, you read those books, and you be, did yeah. any influence of Hitchens? Did any influence no. of anybody else? Any other books? Nothing. No, I just read the Quran and the Bible. And and I was you, like, I, I, don't, obviously not. I don't believe that for a second.
Uh, correct. Those are not me. I'm going to go be an atheist. That yeah. was your way. Okay. Yeah. How many people you think become Christians because somebody baptized them and persuaded them? Almost all of them. Okay, same thing with gay. It's a religion. Being gay no. is a religion. Of no. course it is. Patrick, Beth, David, 100% correct. So LGBTQ has become a religion. So if you 100%. like this clip, you... Fuck Cenk Uger. All right, let's go to the next one here. Archer says Joe Biden spoke with Hunter's this business partners Biden. 20 times. Hunter Biden's business partner, Devin Archer, testified uh, that Joe Biden had more than 20 phone calls with Hunter's uh, business partners, raising concerns about the former vice president's involvement in the son's overseas deals with uh, raked in millions from countries like China and Romania. Democrats argued that the phone calls were innocent and did not involve business matters. Representative Dan Goldman stated that they were uh, niceties. How do you even pronounce that? <laughs> they, niceties. 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 Yeah. Such Pleasant as the tree. weather, niceties, niceties, yeah. such as the weather. On the contrary, Republicans view Archer's testimony as damning evidence of Biden's being in the actual business of influence peddling. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene emphasized that the 20 phone call conversations were directly related to business deals, not mere casual conversations. If you can play this clip and I'll get your reaction. Go for it. So, so to confirm, you're saying that the speakerphone conversations, they don't seem concerning to you because there is no specifics about business. It just seemed like it was clear that it was clear that it was part of the daily conversations that Hunter Biden had with his father. Um, and it was and and sounds like most of the time uh, now President Biden didn't even know who the people he was at dinner. He was just asked to say hello. Uh, and he would, you know, talk about the, the way he described it several times. They asked over and over and over. He described what the weather was, how, uh, how, what's going on on your end. He, the, the witness was very, very consistent that none of those conversations ever had to do with any business dealings or transactions. They were purely what he called casual conversations. Okay. So you're probably following this close story. What do you think is going on here? Is anything going to happen? Okay, so is Hunter Biden a crook? Generally speaking, yes. Okay, so first of all, he's apparently a Ukrainian gas expert and one of the best artists in the country. <laughs> okay, now, yeah. now, are people paying him because his last name is Biden? Of course! Yeah. Of course, you'd be a nut to say that that's not the case, right? So that's not the question to me because I don't give a goddamn about Hunter Biden. The question is, did Joe Biden do anything wrong? And so the $5 million thing, totally made up. They got no evidence. The guy comes in and goes, nope, there's no $5 million payment. And that original uh, yeah. uh, document was mm. somebody saying secondhand, I heard somebody else say it. I don't even believe it, right? So, okay, so that's not true. So then, by the way, when they got his famous laptop and they finally looked at it, there's messages in there. All the money going to the LLCs, all made up. We did the story on, on Young Turks where he says, look, don't promise that a dad can do anything because he won't. It's actually exculpatory, but right-wing media never talks about that part of the laptop, okay? So in this case, the 20 calls, Biden calls all of his kids and all of his grandkids every day or something like that. And by the way, I think he overdoes it. Okay, I got a kid from Scranton. I got it, okay? Oh, you're a family man, except he wasn't calling his seventh grandchild. Anyways, so is Hunter Biden doing a cheesy thing where, hey, we're in a business call. Hey, look, this is my dad, Joe Biden. And they talk about the weather and go, see, see, I know Joe Biden. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. that's what he's doing. Is it cheesy? Super cheesy. Potentially illegal? Maybe, right? But is Joe Biden helping him? There's been zero evidence. Guys, zero evidence Joe Biden is helping him. Joe Biden helped him. Amazing. Fact, on the laptop, it says, pop won't help us. Right. Yeah, that's what it says on the laptop, guys. 
Pop won't help us. Right, so don't promise. The right. old speakerphone deal. Hey, yeah. uh, vice did president. The, did you see the text exchange between the two? Vin, Vinny, were you following this closely? I was, well, I was just following. Listen, just watching this whole thing, and I, I hate to go back to if Can you imagine if Trump was doing this? This is just showing. Oh, I can. And he did. tiered justice. But if you think about it, we, now we have. I'm sorry. How did Donald Trump do this? What are you talking about? Trump did this. One of Trump's children was working for a, an energy company. Like, what are you talking about? Punch, Records, punch wire transfers, text. text messages, emails. The Hunter Devin Archer, who testified that the brand, the big guy, and the chairman is is his father. Yeah. Credible whistleblowers that spent hours talking about extortion, treason, bribery, everything. Right. The recorded phone call with Joe Biden and Poroshenko, and that video that we saw for years about him bra bragging firing Victor Shokin and now we wonder why now now you wonder why that impeachment uh they impeached Trump about Burisma that's all Trump was saying investigate about this what's happening right now no. and they impeached him for it guys look if you had evidence against Joe Biden I I look they I think do Biden, have I, it. I, no. so he's such a piece of shit liar there is a fuck ton of evidence about Joe Biden and this piece of shit fucker is like guys if you had evidence about Hunter Biden I'd be with you Fuck you, you're a goddamn bitch. They Listen, do have it. No, hold on, let me explain. If you had evidence, I I'd be thrilled. I think no, you wouldn't. You're a lying propagandist baboon. I think Joe Biden's going to lose. And I, and, I, and I think he's way too conservative. I think he lies all the time. I'd rather have him out, okay? That's my political leaning. But besides that, I, if you just showed me evidence and I love the guy, I'd still say yes. He just did, fucker. But look at all the text messages, and none of them do they ever say Joe Biden is going to do this. Right. See, they have to say a certain thing a certain way so you can ignore everything else. They never say it because he never did it. If you bring me evidence of that, I'll switch in a second. You know what would happen if you brought this piece of shit, that evidence? He would move the goalpost to, well, he hasn't been convicted of a crime. And then people are like, oh, are you turning Republican? No, I just care about facts. No, you don't. You're a total liar. Right? How, how did, why did, and so, by the way, you said, imagine if Trump did it. Are you kidding me? Trump leaves office. Remember, they let uh, Mohammed bin Salman chop up a guy, right? Okay, so again, Donald Trump had no control over that. How could Donald Trump have any control over it, uh, any of that? And then Jared Kushner gets a $2 billion deal. Kushner. A $2 billion deal, okay? And then Trump gets millions of dollars from the Live Golf Tournament, also from the Saudis. And we're not having that conversation. By the way, the Democrats suck at this. If I was the Democrats, I'd be like, you're doing a hearing Democrats on... impeached them twice. They're great no, at this. They've indicted no, them 50, those... 60 times. I mean, it's no, like nonstop. No, I don't, I, look, I think they're super soft, and they only do it to Trump. They, they, they love other Republicans. They, they're in... Right. It, it, Chank wants as many of his political opponents indicted as possible. They, they love establishment. Again, they establishment don't like anti-establishment. Yeah. It's just a guy like yeah, Trump. Yeah, but go if after, I was yeah. the Democrats and you did a Hunter Biden hearing, yeah. I'd go to the Senate and do a Jared Kushner uh, hearing. I'd say, where's the $2 billion? Show, how much money are you going to make from the $2 billion? What did you do? Tell, show me your track record. Because Jared Kushner has a terrible track record in business. He, one of the worst real estate deals in American history, 666 Fifth Avenue. He's a total miserable failure in business. Show me how you got that $2 billion from the Saudis. Let's have a conversation about real problems in America. And by the way, that... Right, so he has no evidence with Trump, and that's evidence that Trump is guilty. You have a fuck ton of evidence with Joe Biden, and that's no evidence at all. It doesn't foreclose you having legitimate questions about Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden definitely did all those, all those things, right? And if you show me evidence on Joe, okay. But right now, you don't have it.
total ridiculous lie. You don't have it. In fact, the Comer and, and Jim Jordan came out and talked to Hannity right after the hearings. And Comer's like, I mean, we hope we hope it could be something. I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire. No, dude, you created the smoke. So there's plenty of fire on Hunter Biden, but there isn't any on Joe. Yeah, I mean, look, a couple things that makes me think, uh, again, naturally skeptical. I haven't seen anything. Until you got something, do it. Same with uh, the election, same with this. I watched the 2,000 Mules. I'm like, that's interesting, some of this stuff. Okay, fine, but you got to go. Carrie Lake, Arizona, I followed that to see what she was going to be doing uh, and how it's going to be. She sounds very convincing, but again, you got to win court. Well, you don't understand. They're not even letting us do this. The, the fact that he comes out and they said they're trying to impeach me because I have lowered inflation. It's a very weird thing to say, right, when you yeah. say something stupid like that, right? And then they try to pull a fast one where one of the guys called acting like a Republican. That's a shady dealing you're doing. Well, that's going to be more on Hunter than it is on Joe. Still not on Joe. Okay, fine. Then you're asking for immunity. The judge comes out and says, no, we're not going to give you immunity. What are you doing here? So there's way too many things going on. It's early to tell. If they do pull it off and something is shown that he's linked to it, this may, this may also be the fastest way for Newsom and these other guys to get him. By the way, I saw something weird yesterday. I saw an ad with Newsom asking for campaign money. What are you doing asking for campaign money? It was an ad being ran. He's so, warming up in the yeah, bullpen. That's, that's kind of yeah, what yeah, I'm exactly. thinking is going on. So maybe the establishment's going to come together to kind of eliminate this guy. This could be an easy way of to eliminate. Uh, um, Hopefully someone who's really good on election fraud will talk to Patrick Bet David because he seems to not really have uh, all the available information. All right, next one. Can you do me a favor? Let's see if we can agree on this. Pull up the Neil deGrasse Tyson video, okay? Let's see if we can agree on this. So here's a clip. I want to know what you think about the scientist, what he's saying. Whether you and I can agree that this is absolutely ludicrous or you may say, no, I think there's a point here. Go ahead and play this clip. Point is, apparently, the XXXY chromosomes are insufficient. Because when we wake up in the morning, we exaggerate whatever feature we want to portray the gender of our choice. Mm. Either the one mm. you're assigned, the one you choose to be, whatever it is. And so now, here, so, so now just to, to tie a bow on this, I say to you, somewhere I read, somewhere I, I think I read that the United States was a land where we have the pursuit of happiness. Yes. Suppose no matter my chromosomes, today I feel 80% female, 20% male. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put on makeup. I'm gonna do that. Um, tomorrow I might feel 80% male. I'll remove the makeup and I'll wear a muscle shirt. Why do you care? Faggot, because you're shoving it down our fucking throats to the point where you're getting more and more people that want to yeet you into the sun. Now, if not enough people want to do that, you got nothing to worry about. But if enough people come together and they're for that or whatever, you know, uh, mechanism of your choice is, then you're going to have a big problem on your hands. No one cares about what, it. What, what business it, is it of yours to require <laughs> that I fulfill your inability to think of gender on a spectrum okay pause this so why do you care before i give you mine do you agree with what he's saying i largely agree tell me why so um first of all freedom uh, i thought the right wing was in favor of freedom so if people want to be 
I'm in favor of removing communists from every facet of society. That's what I'm in favor of. Trans, why do you care? I totally agree with that. Um, and so taking away rights from people, no, we're all 100% Americans. You shouldn't take away any rights. Communists are not Americans and are not humans. So I would disagree with you there, fucker. But if you get into the details, that's where uh, some folks on the left have attacked me as a transphobe because I disagree on 2% of the issues. So you tell me what your policy you're talking about and I'll give you my answer. So for example, if you, like a week, one, of, one of my favorite shows I went with my wife in Vegas, uh, Absent, I think it was called Absent. Absent, yeah. Absent or whatever it was. Times. I don't know if you've been to it or not. Have you seen it's the Caesar's show? Caesar's Palace, it's great. It's a freaking insane show. But guess what it is? A lot of crazy stuff you're gonna see. We were entertained as adults. We were absolutely entertained. No problem. Uh, you want to dress up. You want to do whatever. You want to be gay after you're 18 years old. Go for it. You want to change your sex. You want to go from having this to cutting this. I'm Caitlyn Jenner. Do your thing. Whatever. You're an adult. Pushing that agenda onto kids and confusing people and gaslighting that, hey, XX, who knows? Maybe XY, who knows? When you start talking like that with facts, and you're a respectable scientist. He's not a respectable scientist. He's a fucking buffoon. Not only do you sound delusional, but what you sound like is someone like Leon Black, that somebody has something behind closed doors on you that's blackmailing you, that you have to now agree with these positions. Very possible. For somebody to say, how the hell did you go from being a respected scientist to all of a sudden saying, one day I can wake up feeling like a female, one day I can wake up feeling like a male, and why do you care? No one cares. The only care where I think Democrats are losing a big part of their base, where I don't know if you saw the stats that came out talking about senior boys are becoming overly conservative. Did oh, you see yeah, this? I saw this. This is great news. Uh, according to this poll, teenage boys are becoming not just conservative, but fucking based, like, like really based. That's fantastic. Now, is that true? Is it going to hold? I have no idea, but hopefully that, that continues. Chart or no, that just came out the yesterday or the day before. Rob, do you have this or no? Do you want me to text it to you? Type in senior boys conservative. Yeah, if you can, uh, this is the hill. If you can go high school boys are trending conservative. And if you go and show the chart, there's that, that chart right there. If you look at that, zoom out a little bit so we can read the whole survey. Okay. So political identities of 12th grade boys percent identifying as liberal versus conservative from 1975 to today. So look at blue where it was at and now 2023 it's conservative and less liberals. This is seniors 12th grade boys. Okay. Yeah. So maybe some of these guys are just fed up with it and are like, listen, man, I'm sick of this BS, dude. I, I, this, whether I identify as a boy or as a girl, leave me alone. Let me figure it out when I'm an adult. Stop Im imposing this idea on me. So if you like this clip and you want to watch it. So we'll see. Okay. There's another one that's real long. We'll cover on a different night. We'll go back. Now we're at TYT. If Trump wins and gets convicted, then what? Then he's the president and all of this is going to be undone. Trump has been arraigned today, and it's in regard to his third indictment, this time having to do with his attempts to overturn the 2020 presidential election. And the big question is, what does this mean for his campaign? More importantly, what does it mean if he actually gets reelected as president of the United States and he has to stand trial or potentially even get convicted while he's a sitting president? Well, here's what we know um, if Trump wins the presidency. Were Trump to be elected again, 
and a federal case still be pending on inauguration day, he could simply use his power as president to force the Justice Department to drop the matter as he has suggested oh, he might. That would be a shame. I do. So that's a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. So you know that in the charges in New York are state charges, the potential charges in Georgia are state charges. But the two biggest ones are the federal ones. This is the current indictment that is about January 6th and doing the fake elector scheme to do a coup. And, and the one about the national secrets and the documents that he took to Mar-a-Lago with him. Both of those are federal. Number one, if they're ongoing, he could just say, we dropped the cases instantly. So that way you never even get to find mm, out mm. if he's guilty or not, the jury doesn't get to rule on it. And of course, if they've already ruled and he's guilty, he just pardons himself. That's exactly right. Now, <laughs> um, remember there's the federal cases. He has, if he were to be elected again, he would have the ability to potentially drop those cases. Then there's the state cases that I wanna talk about. So the constitution does not give president supervisory authority over state prosecutions. So Trump would not be able to simply call off the case in New York, which is scheduled for trial in March as the election is heating up by the way, nor would that approach work for a potential case in Georgia where the Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis has indicated she is nearing a decision on charges in her own election interference investigation. Obviously, we can only predict or speculate what she will decide to do, but based on her public comments, it does appear that she plans on pressing charges against Trump in that case. Again, that's just my speculation, we don't know for sure. But Trump could try to delay those prosecutions should he get elected. And if he's convicted before he wins, he might be able to pardon himself and and he does plan to try to do that. According to the New York Times, it is not clear whether a self pardon would be legitimate, but no text in the constitution bars a president from doing so. And the issue has never been tested in court. So Jenk, we can only speculate as to- Well, you could just tell, ask Willis that if you want Trump to serve his sentence, that she needs to go down to the White House and take him. What would happen in that scenario since this is unprecedented? What do you think would happen? So hmm. let's say that, so the federal cases are clear. He's gonna get rid of them the minute he wins the election, it's over, right? It, it doesn't matter if they, uh, the jury said guilty already, gave him a 20 year sentence, uh, etc. instantly gone. And co-conspirators, you're all free to go, right? Uh, but for the state charges, I can't imagine that they would say, well, the president of the United States, he, this is in the hypothetical where he wins and there's no question about it, right? The president of the United States is now behind bars in Rikers Island and he'll be presidenting, presidenting, a made up word I love, from, from Rikers. No, that's not gonna happen, okay? Right. So what'll likely happen is, well, number one, they'll do appeals. That might last four years in and of itself. But even if he's gone through all the appeals, They'll very likely say um, he will serve after his term is up, right? And so because okay. he's got to be president, or maybe if his I term mean, is up, ever. right? If his term's ever up, and that's what we're all worried about. Uh, but the funniest thing in the world would be if they did house arrest, as in the White House. Oh, that would be a freaking vacation. I mean, that's like the presidency of his dreams. That's they can't do. How are they going to enforce that? A state's gonna, I mean, this is, see, this is why I'm saying none of this matters. 
None of this matters. The bottom line is if he wins the election or not. That's all that matters. That's what he wanted to do all day anyway. But could you imagine the president of the United States is serving house arrest in the White House? Okay. I mean, that's not going to happen. If he had an ankle bracelet, and again, how he would have to submit to the state to do that? He's the president. What are you going to do? The world leaders had to come see him because he literally can't leave the White House. Oh, get out of here! This is wish casting. Because he's under arrest. That's uh, that's also not going to happen. Okay, now yeah. th again, those things are amazing possibilities, theoretically possible. But number one, the elites. Number two, reality. Like if he won the presidency, you got to let him serve. And so he can't do it from behind a prison cell. There's no way they're gonna let him stay in prison while he's the president. So that's partly why Trump, there's one thing Trump is right about. He's telling all of his voters, hey, listen, you guys voting for me is a get out of jail free card for all of us. We just break law over and over and over again, me and my supporters. If you guys, by the way, the January 6th guys, I'm gonna pardon a lot of you all, right? You just break the law, be violent, do whatever the hell you want. And as long as we win, I just wipe them all away. Law doesn't matter anymore, the Constitution doesn't matter, democracy doesn't matter, there are no laws. Let's just go nuts. Total bullshit, that's what they're doing right now. And that is, and by the way, that's what happens in fascist regimes. They send in brown shirts and uh, promote vigilante violence, they ignore the laws. So, this, so exactly what you guys have been doing for five years. And might makes right, and that's, and today uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, said we're in a post-constitution world. <laughs> now, what does that mean? People go, oh, I don't know what that means. I know what it means. She's saying we're pretending you didn't listen to the Constitution based on nothing. Total lie. Total lie. You commit a crime, you get prosecuted. Of course, that's in the Constitution. Like, there's nothing unconstitutional about that at all. Not one percent. Oh, right? I see what you're saying. Yeah. I, I, I thought you meant she was trying to imply that. Screw the Constitution. It doesn't matter. No, she is implying that. Oh, okay. so she's Great. saying. Oh, the Democrats, uh, you know, struck first against the Constitution. Did they though? They did. A hundred percent. Of course they did. She made it up. You know, it's in the Constitution that if your name is Donald J. Trump, you're not allowed to be prosecuted. No, look. To be fair, she didn't say that, right? But uh, her arguments are hyperbolic and ridiculous and have no basis in fact. But why? Why is she saying that? She's saying that for the same reason that Trump today put out a statement saying, "Wait till we get in charge, then we're going to yeah. have strike back." I hope so. I hope so. I hope you get it. Yeah. Okay. So meaning I hope you get it for you and your dumb bitch whore host there telling people to take the most dangerous vaccine in human history. I think that's criminally actionable. I think that's a I think that's a get some tribunals going. Oh boy, that would be phenomenal. We don't give a goddamn if you broke a law or didn't break the law. Get the feminine sire in there as well, John. Yep. Oh, John, it's your your turn for the tribunal. Well, we're going to put all of you people in prison. And we're in a post-constitutional world now, so we don't have to listen to the Constitution. And we're all gonna and we're gonna pretend it's because, oh, you guys did it first. No, there's a giant difference. All the difference in the world of being prosecuted for something you did versus something you didn't do. Okay, so you can't just say and and that's why. Look, guys, if they cared about principles or ideas at all, they would never say this stuff out loud, right? <laughs> But you wouldn't say like Marjorie Taylor Greene did, I'm gonna impeach Biden on day one. That's what she proposed on day one. Because then people know you don't care if he did anything wrong. You just wanna impeach him for political right. reasons. Exactly. So that's a fact. And now she's saying- Just nonstop baboon projection. Basically, I don't care if Trump did it or not. I don't care what the constitution says. We're gonna prosecute all of you guys and we're gonna try to put you in prison 
for crimes we haven't even alleged. We haven't even alleged. You, first of all, this is all bullshit, but you would deserve that. I want to be clear about this. If that happened, you would deserve every bit of it. You're making it up. You know, this is like projection. But even if it was exactly as he's saying, he would deserve every bit of it. It doesn't matter what you did. We're going to lock you up. And remember, they always believe this. That's why the number one chant during the 2016 election for Republicans about Hillary Clinton was lock her up. Yeah, because she committed a crime. Lock her up. It, facts don't matter. Might makes right. That is fascist 101. What a dumb bitch and a liar. Okay. Apparently, Rudy Giuliani is being accused of monstrous sexual harassment. Monstrous. Earlier this year, Rudy Giuliani was accused of sexual assault by a woman by the name of Noelle Dunphy, who was a former employee of his. Now, we have apparently obtained some audio transcripts of the interactions that they had, and they've revealed a lot about Giuliani's pretty abusive and obscene behavior. Lot of, look, aside from the allegations of sexual abuse, the guy is a maniac, disgusting anti-Semitic comments, just <laughs> disgusting all around. And it's like hard to even talk about this stuff, but. These are gonna be good. Nonetheless, uh, before we get into what Giuliani said, here's a bit of context in case you might have missed um, our original coverage of the allegations. No, I just So back in 2019, Dunphy agreed to work that he began forcing Dunphy. For. At all of these allegations, and in June, right, Giuliani asked the judge overseeing the case uh, to strike antic affairs, discriminatory remarks, and we'll get to that. And his supposed sexual proclivities regarding Dunphy were false and meant to portray Mr. Giuliani as a sexual deviant. Now, Dunphy's lawyer uh, recently filed the new audio um, transcripts in response to Giuliani's request, arguing that Giuliani and his lawyer should be sanctioned. And here are some of the grotesque things that Giuliani said to Dunphy. All right, <laughs> I want to own you officially, Giuliani told Dunphy, according to a March 4th, 2019 transcript, uh, punctuated by her affirmative response legally with a document. I can't think about you or I can't think about you or I get hard Giuliani told Dunphy in August of 2019 according to the transcript even even if I think about how smart you are I'll get hard I'd never think about a girl being smart if you told me a girl was smart I would often think she's not attractive he's a who cares I can't cuss on the show dude who cares so what who fucking cares <laughs> I wish we could. John, give me a break from having to read this stuff, please comment. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's, it's amazing how often people are exactly the people that you'd think they are. Maybe grosser because you didn't have the details and you wouldn't choose to send your mind into that place. But in terms of the way they think about different people, yeah. I mean, the only question- It said she responded affirmatively. So what is the issue here? They're like role playing and he's pretending she's a dumb whore or something. Who fucking cares about this? The way out these quotes is how a sick person like him was able to remain friends for so many years with Donald Trump. I mean, yeah, this is this birds, is what all of the guys are. Birds of a this feather, is all for of sure. Yeah. Anyway, this next one, I don't even know how how I can read this. Uh, he uses words that I can't use on the show, uh, but in one other 
I'm just gonna say breasts, but he does not use the word breasts. Um, you can guess what he uses. So in one of the comments, he says, come here, big breasts, come here, big breasts. <laughs> Your breasts belong to me, give them to me. I want to claim my breasts, I want to claim my breasts, I want to claim my breasts, these are my breasts, Giuliani told Dunphy on March 12th of 2019. He's such a disgusting person. <laughs> so I'm, I'm proud of her for taking him to court and for fighting against him the way is she- Is this the woman that was like an escort or whatever? Is because he deserves it. And the fact that he felt entitled to treat another human <clears throat> being the way that he allegedly treated her shows you the kind of entitlement he has or, or feels and shows you how he really genuinely believes he's above the law, right? He's yeah, untouched, he can do what whatever he wants. He can treat people like garbage uh -huh. and there are no consequences in his mind. Yeah. yeah, and bear in mind, like they're, we're pointing these out because now they have these transcripts. Like this is, this is to, to the extent that any of this is proven, that's what's proven, but the allegations go obviously way beyond that. It's that effectively he took someone who was in an incredibly difficult situation in terms of their past relationship and their financial situation, locked her into a situation where she felt she couldn't escape and then effectively raped her repeatedly. Like that's what the allegations include. Those are horrendous bullshit. things that he has said to her. I call total bullshit. But that's like the speech portion of a horrific period of abuse of a variety of different forms. Yeah, and the transcripts reveal a lot of other bizarre things that Giuliani um, comments on, offensive remarks, you know, outside of his sexual abuse of Dunphy. For example, Giuliani admitted to an affair with a woman that he's previously denied having an affair with. Look, I don't care about people having affairs, but the way he would talk about it, like to Dunphy, mm -hmm. I think tells you a lot about who he is. Um, this is the weirdest effing thing he said. We've had this like affair for two years and I'm friendly with her husband, Giuliani told Dunphy according to the transcript. Can't even figure it out. Apparently um, Giuliani also was friends with this woman's husband and he was like bragging about how this woman's husband like cooked him a Thanksgiving meal when he was over their home for Thanksgiving, it, like just Absolutely disgusting. Anyway, apparently Giuliani also had a habit of accusing other men of being gay. In one recording, Giuliani claimed then presidential candidate Michael Bloomberg was gay. But Bloomberg, of course, has been in a relationship with a woman for more than 20 years. Oh yeah, Michael Bloomberg, totally straight. And in a conversation where he struggled to identify a politically conservative actor, he also claimed Matt Damon was gay and used a slur. Matt Damon is a slur word. Matt Damon. That's a faggot. The word is faggot. Damon is also 5'2, eyes are blue, coochie, 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 coo, he said, according to one transcript. Damon has been married to his current wife for nearly 20 years. And finally, he made some terrible anti Semitic remarks as well, especially in regard to Passover. For some reason, Passover gets under his skin. He says that Jewish men have small penises because they can't use them after they get married. And he said that according to the transcript. Whereas the Italians use them all their lives so they get bigger. I feel like he skipped some health classes in high school. It's just, these are just, these are horrible broken people.
horrible broken people that want to be interesting. And I love their reaction to banter, it's hilarious. And cool and powerful and admired and they have no idea how to do that. All they have is this never ending hunger for approval. And so this is why our society ends up being like dominated by people like Rudy Giuliani, Donald Trump, Elon Musk. These are the worst sort of people and then, then you have multiple levels of even more pathetic guys who want to be them, who like literally look up to people like that. Yeah, it's awful. Uh, Giuliani also complained about Jewish religious holidays, as I mentioned earlier. He says Jews, they want to go through that freaking Passover all the time. Man, oh man, get over Passover. It was like 3,000 years ago. Giuliani said, according to an April 1st, 2019 transcript, okay, the Red Sea parted, big deal, not the first time that happened. <laughs> She's even laughing. I Wasn't it? I <laughs> Whereas I, I, Christmas is new. I don't, I don't know what's new. going on in that guy's mind. And <laughs> you know, she smirked. it has also been reported by other people that he's a drunk. Um, I, you know, I'm glad that she's taking him to court. Again, you all defend pedophiles. Yep. And I'm glad that she's fighting against him. And I'm glad that you know all of this stuff has come out and is public. I think the public deserves to know who he really is and what it's like to work for him. And I hope that justice is served and that Dunphy, um, the case goes in favor of Dunphy, especially after these transcripts came out. We know exactly what he's up to. Uh, that's it. Really, wasn't a whole lot there. Okay, let's see here. Um, Trump supporters hurl racist threats at prosecutor before Fannie she Willis, indicts Trump. Fannie Willis, the Fulton County District Attorney, that is going to be indicting Donald Trump in probably a week or so revealed this week some of the hate mail and the threats that she is receiving from Trump supporters. And as expected, they're not only disturbing, they're also exceptionally racist. I'm sure they're completely real. So let me give you a bit of a language warning right now in case oh, you're listening to this wait. on speakerphone or you know if you've got uh, your volume up high or if there's kids around. I'm going to read you the threat. I'm going to censor the words that I definitely have to censor. Well, then why would you give a warning if you're going to censor the words? Uh, kind of gay shit is that? Uh, but anyway, here is one of the items that she shared that she actually received on Friday. It was an email with the subject line that said, Fanny Willis equals corrupt N-word. Uh, <clears throat> that would be the word nigger is what he is referring to. Like, that's what a human being yes, in the a year... human being in the year 2023 said nigger. 2023. Mm. Typed into the subject line of an... Excuse me, didn't say nigger, typed nigger. That would be typing on a keyboard. You hit the N and then the I and then the GG and then the ER. Email sending it to a district attorney. And the body said, you are going to fail, you Jim Crow Democrat whore. Again, a human being. A human being called a woman a whore in 2023. Trump supporter. All right, well, that I need evidence of. In the year 20. Because frankly, it sounds like a Democrat. 2023 sent that to an African-American district attorney in the state of Georgia. Called her the N-word. Called her a whore. Said she was a Jim Crow Democrat. You should have combined it, nigger whore. That's a hell of a phrase right there. And this is what we're dealing with on the other side. Now, it's no secret that Donald Trump 
has <coughs> several African-American uh, prosecutors and DAs going after him, right? New York Attorney General Letitia James, Alvin Bragg. It would be uh, Letitia. Manhattan DA, Fannie Willis, Fulton County DA. Ass Willis. Yo. Bragg obviously has already indicted Trump. James has her lawsuits pending against Donald Trump. Willis indictments yet to come. But Donald Trump has gone exceptionally hard against all of these black people who are prosecuting him or suing him or are about to be prosecuting him harder than he does against most other individuals. And that's not an accident. Donald Trump knows threats like this are going to come. And of according course. to Fannie Willis, this is just one of many I'm that she sure. has received over the last two and a half years mm, that she mm. has been conducting this investigation. This isn't something that just started on Friday. This isn't the only email that she's gotten. She has been getting them all the time since it began. Because Donald Trump will use words like thugs. Oh, how dare you call people thugs. And thug for Republican is basically a code word for black person. <laughs> Watch Fox News. That's what they do. That's why they like to bring up Chicago with a with a large black population. They talk about the thugs. And well, retard, what is the black population doing in Chicago? Sewing classes? No. Chicago. This is what they mean. And this is why they do that. This is why they pick their words very... Oh, Lamar, you've made a beautiful cake today. Wonderful. Very carefully. So that they can send out these dog whistles so that their supporters... And Look at this beautiful edible flower arrangement you made, Jamal. Good job, Maine. Trump supporters, Republicans, will send threats like this against Fannie Willis. And anybody else who they don't like. Now, Willis has, of course, now asked for additional security. She has sent out memos and emails to other prosecutors in the courthouses in her jurisdiction telling them, listen, these are the threats that are coming in. This is real. Oh, yeah. That's how you know it's real, because they have to say it's real. We have to be prepared. Please do what you have to to protect yourself, to protect your staff, to protect your property. So she's already sounding the alarm bells throughout Fulton County, telling everyone bad things could happen because we're dealing with these kinds of people. Hopefully it's all talk. I mean, the talk is bad enough, but hopefully the talk does not escalate into action. But right now, I want everybody to be aware of who these Trump supporters are, oh, yeah. of the language that they use. and Guys, they use bad language. Understand that these are not isolated incidents. No. This is, in fact, who these people are. Yeah. And who they've always been. Yes. And probably always will be. Oh. Okay. How do people use bad language in 2023? Next one. Judge Eileen Cannon. The judge that Trump... It's basically the same video, but about a different person. ...pointed that is overseeing the document... <laughs> this is all they do. They do this it, it fucked up shit, bullshit indictments, and then they pretend to be the victims. This ...trial in South Florida has now found herself in the same position as the other judges and prosecutors and politicians that are launching investigations... 
because she has now found herself on the receiving end of countless threats of violence, some of which have actually been turned over to U.S. Marshals because they were rather serious threats. Okay, well then investigate and prosecute, but I don't think that's going to happen because these are made up. So here's what's happening. Before Judge Cannon was assigned this case, we had all these other uh, uh, judges and, of course, the prosecutors themselves, some of them in elected uh, positions, that's why I said politicians, others in appointed positions. But either way, all of these folks have been on the receiving end of death threats from Trump supporters for months. We've talked about it as those have come out. We've talked about the fact that Trump himself has even gone after the families of some of these judges, prompting his supporters to start uh, uh, going after them online, sending threatening letters, all of the horrible, disgusting behavior that has become all too common with Trump's supporters. And now, unfortunately, we're starting to see the same thing happen with Judge Cannon. And obviously, because Cannon is a Trump-appointed judge who is doing everything she can to skew the trial in Trump's favor... Total bullshit. The attacks that she is getting are, in fact, coming from the left. Uh, now, that's a bit of a plot twist, frankly. Let me read a couple of these. I'm a little bit surprised at that. That have gone to Judge Can. Uh, one message she received said, You are under scrutiny. You are being watched. Innocuous enough. Uh, another, a positive comment towards her, said, Canna needs to remember the Second Amendment. So there's a Trump supporter saying, hey, just remember, you get Second Amendment if you need to, I guess, handle any of the people on the left. So that actually kind of a threat of violence, but not against Judge Cannon. But how is it a threat of violence to point out that Judge Cannon can defend herself against an AIDS commie completely legally? These are sick people. It's telling Judge Cannon she should use <coughs> violence against the other people. Another one. Well, if they attack her, you're allowed to. Said someone needs to post her address and she be gotten judge not. Someone needs to post her address. Now listen, I have spent plenty of time sitting in this chair right here. Farting too. You fart in that chair a lot. Talking about how dangerous it is to have Judge Cannon overseeing this case for Donald Trump. I've talked about the fact that going all the way back to last year, she would hand down rulings that definitely benefited Donald Trump, no doubt about it. I've never once attempted to dox her. I've never mentioned her other family members. I've never encouraged anyone else to ever do that, nor would I ever. Even if- I don't care, you know where you're going. If Judge Cannon showed up into court wearing a MAGA hat, I wouldn't encourage anyone to say anything horrible about her or to threaten her. This behavior was beyond unacceptable earlier this year when it was only directed from Trump supporters to those so-called liberal judges and prosecutors. And it's equally as unacceptable now when it's coming from the left directed at a conservative judge or a judge that certainly has some conservative leanings. It doesn't matter which side it originates from. It's not okay. And it is exceptionally disappointing to see this happening from the left. You know, we're used to it on the other side. I talk about it nearly every day. The hate, the vitriol. Well, of course, you're a very hateful person. And so people see you and they hate you and they tell you what they think of you. The calls for violence. It's sickening. We need to be above that. You're not above. Again, 
Retard, your side defends fucking pedophiles. You can't get lower. You can't get lower, okay? You're not better than anything. That's why when you point your fingers at all the boogeymen and the bad people on the right, you're worse than all of them. There's no one you can point to that you're not worse than. You're just, you're the worst. You are the worst. This is one of those when they go low, we go high moments. You never go high. You're at the bottom. Not always in favor of that. I do believe a little mudslinging here and there by Democrats would do them well. Threats of violence, on the other hand, that's a whole new territory that is 100% off limits. So if you're one of those folks that's out there thinking, ah, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to start. Don't. Don't. Sometimes we do have to rise above the level that those other folks are going to. We don't need to be viewed in the same lens as... Again, you're way worse than them. Those Trump supporters. Trump supporters are fucking awesome. Period. But then you want to compare your side to Trump supporters. It's not even comparable. This needs to stop immediately. You can't compare commies to human beings. That's not a reasonable comparison. It's not, there's just nothing you can do with that. It's just not, it's just not a thing. It's just not a thing. That's really the bottom line. All right, let's see here. Ian's Network says, breaking news, anti-Christ Lizzo is dropping pink nukes on Florida, among other states and countries. God damn it. Pink nukes kill people, make people retarded, and give people mites. To avoid becoming retarded, wear a mask but not a COVID mask, or it will make you more retarded. Source Gabriel Chana Fox News. That sounds about right. All right, Gail Cord Schuler, with some very important breaking news here via Ian's network that apparently this big fat gross hog Lizzo, who is the Antichrist today, or is this month's Antichrist? Or maybe it's this year's Antichrist? I'm not really sure how you get designated Antichrist, but Lizzo's been designated the Antichrist for now. Uh, is, is uh, yeah, she's doing a lot of damage. Making people retarded, that's a hell of a thing. You know, there's this story, uh, really, it's just a hell of a story. Apparently her, her dancers are suing her uh, for sexual harassment. And, uh, and, you know, I mean, you can just imagine how that went. This big fat hog just probably sits on their chests and farts. And I'm surprised they're even alive after that. That would be, uh, I, I don't how do you survive that? It'd be like that. Whatever, I think you can do in Mortal Kombat in the newer ones where, like, it, 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 you see all the bones breaking. It's got to be like that. It's got to be like that. Two Supernova one. By the way, they didn't make the, the women trannies in the new one. You know, with all that said, uh, not that I would ever do this because I follow all the rules and regulations in my municipality, but uh, yeah, I, I um, in Minecraft, I've made the decision I'm not getting a PS5. I'm going to let my PS4 die. And from here on in, I'm going to use a PC and in Minecraft, pirate everything. Again, in Minecraft, not in real life because that would be unacceptable. That is unacceptable behavior. So anyway, you know what the, the final straw was in Minecraft? When I learned, and this is probably something that people have known for 20 years, but I just learned it recently, that the DRM, which is like this shit that they put in the software to prevent piracy, 
is causing games to not work properly. That is the biggest slap in the face. You know, I was of the position. You want to you wanna charge me money for a game? No problem. You want to charge me $60 for a quality game? No problem at all. But you're going to put some shit into that that I, as a paying customer, I'm going to have my game not perform properly because of some DRM bullshit? No, that's, that's, you've crossed the line. You've crossed the line. That's, that's that. No. So we're done with this. We're done with this whole paying for game shit in Minecraft, except, of course, if you have reasonable independent video game makers that put out a reasonable game or some based game. Uh, well, of course, a lot of those are free. Um, I was watching a video about uh, offensive mods, and there was this Doom mod that was hilarious. Again, this is probably a well-known one, where it's like um, these like Chinese guys and black guys, and then like they, they make these very stereotypical stereotypical noises when you shoot them, and the black guys are throwing basketballs. Out of, again, it's probably a twenty-year-old fucking mod but i just saw the video it is yeah it takes me a while i'm kind of a normie with a lot of this but again in minecraft of course um but yeah independent game makers no problem i'll still pay i got no problem but the triple a no that's over that's over so the new mortal Kombat game yeah i'll wait i'll wait someone will someone will figure that one out with that said uh like i said earlier uh, it doesn't look like they trannified the women that's why i didn't play the last one they turn all the women into trannies so they, they uh, and like, I'm not expecting you to be like uh, Soul Calibur and Ivy. I mean, that would be great. Ivy's like naked, basically. You can do that, but you don't have to do that. But just, you know, I don't even care if you put one tranny in the game. Because, you know, you can play against the tranny and do fatalities, and that's fantastic. But they made all of them trannies, and uh, that's just ridiculous. It's too much, too much trannies. So now it looks like there's no trannies in the game. And the one with the... Uh, blade fan or whatever looked like a woman surprising anyway two supernova one says they can't even say tits on their own show what a bunch of whipped bitches yeah imagine you can't even say tits ridiculous oats says where's chad are you talking about chad cunt masher i hope chad's around see i i, I only have because uh, i'm on the phone so i don't have like i usually when I was working with the second laptop, I would have like the YouTube chat open with the other ones open. Uh, so, um, but uh, hopefully Chad is doing very well. If you're talking about a different Chad, uh, then you can post that. But I would assume you're talking about Chad Cunt Masher, the longtime viewer. So hopefully he's doing well. People can obviously come and go as they please. I got no problem with that. I don't really keep track of people because I think it would be, it's kind of weird. But I do hope, you know, if pe I hope people are okay and they're not, like, you know, running into problems and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, also, like, you're absolutely free to watch other stuff. Some people go away for a while and then they come back. All good. You're welcome to come and go as you please. I appreciate the previous viewership. And if you decide to do future viewership, I appreciate that as well. Okay. Let's, uh, let me check. What is this? The Where are we here? This is the fourth. Okay. Oh, but it was also the third. Okay, we did that one. We did that one. Bazinski says much of prohibition 
came from the temperance movement, liberal women were nagging because supposedly they were claiming my domestic abuse and that had cross, uh, a crossover, crossover with the suffragette, suffragette bullshit. Moral is never let women nag you into giving them rights. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I, it's, it's unlikely that you're, you're going to get that genie back in the, bo uh, in the bottle, but uh, they do make, they, they're the people who want to uh, go back. Um, they, they have a solid historical argument. Um, it's not bad. It's not a bad argument. I would personally, like if you could just fix it with the snap of a finger, I would allow based women to vote. If you're based, I have no, but what, what, what issue, what, like if there's not a problem, I'm not going to pretend there is one. If you're based, I don't, you, you can vote, whatever. Um, you know what's really a hell of a thing? Some of these based women, like, uh, I believe, am I correct, Aiden Paladin and Blonde, both have advocated for repealing it? Now that's a, that's a hell of a, that's a hell of a situation. See, that might be how... Because if the based ones are like, yeah, well, we want to repeal, then it's like, well, hey, the, the based women want to repeal. I guess we're repealing. Anyway, that's a hell of a thing. I might not be 100% on their positions, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm correct. Anyway, interesting. Ratio Nelson says, here's part two up on VK. Oh, that should work, I would think. Yeah, I can't log into my... I mean, I don't need to log in to, to do it. The clip should be fine, but... Uh, yeah, but I, I like lost access to the V. I liked VK. It was a good archive. And I can't, and I also, I can't, maybe, actually, I haven't tried for months, so maybe I'll try, I'll try again. But they keep asking for a phone number, and I've given them, you know, 40 phone numbers. None of them work. It's weird. Anyway, I don't know. Maybe they have to be Russian. I don't know. If anyone has had success opening new VK accounts, let me know. Because the password for the old one stopped working. And uh, and so I need to do a new one. Yeah, I'll try again. I imagine, I mean, at some point we'll be able to get back on there. He says, should work fine in your browser. If you're worried about length, feel free to stop around 15. Number two is 25 minutes long, covers free speech, censorship, marijuana, COVID jabs, etc. Okay. And he says, uh, also there's a clip giving a bit of context of, to his exploits. Play this one first, short clip of him in 2016 with a KORD 17.5 mm shooting at Ukrainian. He's not a faker, dude's a legit gunfighter. Cheers and cheers HB in chat. All right, very good. Actually, yeah, let me um let me set this up. Uh one moment. Let me think here. Yeah, give me uh it it should so yeah, what's today? Thursday? I think we watched part 1 last Thursday, I believe. I believe at the end of the stream last Thursday. So Horatio has interviewed this guy who was originally from Texas and has had this long and interesting life. And his, um, his journey has found him in Russia fighting against Ukrainians. That's a hell of a thing. Oh, by the way, speaking of all this, I think it's real. Although I'm not talking about the interview I'm talking about, Coach Red Pill, because it made me think of Coach Red Pill. I think Coach Red Pill is really trying to flee Ukraine. It's the internet. And so, you know, 
I'm like 90% that it's probably legit. But, you know, there is a part of me that makes me wonder. Anyway, Coach Red Pill, I hope, if it's true, I hope he makes it out of Ukraine. Because uh, that's fucked up to be tortured and imprisoned for your opinion. That's insane. Um, and the thing about it is, now granted, like, could that happen to you in Russia? Maybe. You know, if you say some shit about Putin. You know, some people say shit about Putin and they, they by coincidence, end up chopped up in a suitcase. That's probably not great either, okay? The thing about that, though, is, like, they're not virtue signaling about how much of a democracy they are, okay? Ukraine virtue signals about how much of a democracy they are. That's total bullshit. And they, and they, they apparently tortured Coach Red Pill for his opinion about the war. Now, like I said, pretty sure it's real, but... He looked kind of roughed up in the video. Uh, just like he's looked, he looked like he had been through some shit in the video, so it makes me think it's, it's probably what happened. But you never know. It's the internet. Who the hell knows? I need direct evidence for everything. It's no offense to anyone personally. It's just, I don't care who you are. You're going to have to provide evidence, but I, 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 hope he's, uh, I hope he's okay. That's fucked up. You know, and I know people don't like him. I don't care. You don't have to like him, and you, you can laugh at him if you want to. Who cares? It's, it's the internet. People have their own opinions, but it's just ridiculous. The guy has an opinion, and they fucking torture him, and they want to put him in a hard labor camp. That's ridiculous. But anyway, all right. Let me uh, let me set this up. Give me like um, I don't know, two to five minutes, and I'll be back shortly.
Okay, here we go. One second. All right, let's see here. First video here. I think this is him. We're here at Club Chorney Devil. <laughs> it's about seven o'clock in the morning. Today, Schmel is going to have a little surprise for the U-Crops down there. 700 meters away, U-Crops are going to American mercenary, probably Nazis. This morning, they their regular coffee. They're going to wake up to 12.7 millimeter hot steel. It'll be a big surprise for them. Let's go watch as Schmel delivers their breakfast. Dates off track! That's a hell, he did an interview with Rolling Stone. Of course, Rolling Stone had their had their uh, slant or whatever. And uh, did they ever make a movie out of this guy's life? That would be a very interesting movie. All right, here's the second part. We'll do 15-minute increments. Um, I think there's five total parts, but we'll, we'll do 15 here. Russell, Texas, Bentley, Hard News Network, live from Donetsk. On the cutting edge of the future of the world. I mean, and dude, and that's that's the point, man. I mean, and it used to be I used to think it about JFK, and then now about 9/11. You know, since JFK, every single president, every single senator, every single congressman, every single federal judge, every single police chief. Every single cop, every single, you know, parking enforcement maid, you know, they've betrayed their oath. They don't do their job if they don't say, look, this is the most important thing that's happened in modern history. And everybody's just forgetting about it, pretending it didn't happen. And you can say that about JFK and then with 9-11. And that's exactly the problem, bro, because when the people that killed Kennedy saw that dude say, well, I thought I knew what I saw, but I guess I was wrong, you know, they laughed and they said, you know what, now we can do anything. We can do anything. Yeah, it's, um, you know, you brought up the white helmets in Syria. I remember when that happened, um, Trump warned Bashar al-Assad, okay, well, we're going to have to retaliate, empty out this airport, and they blew up an empty airport. And that was the one time the United States media praised him. And I remember specifically, they were saying, now he's acting like a president. He's really presidential. Mm -hmm. Now he's acting like he should because he bombed another country that we're illegally occupying a third of. <laughs> yeah. And they well, showed... I mean they showed um, footage from a gun range in, like, Minnesota, and they claimed that, um, uh, at one point, those were, like, um, Turkish soldiers massacring Kurds because Trump refused to keep arming um, Kurdish fighters because of some deal or whatever. It's ludicrous propaganda. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so kind of staying on with the propaganda note and um, stuff just being bullshit lies. Um, so we saw 
in the last like 10 years, the United States mainstream media following the whole Maidan situation and the coup, um, Azov was pretty openly declared to be um, Nazi, uh, extreme right wing, whatever label you want to throw on it, um, because of their imagery, obviously, and what they openly profess. Um, and then, as soon as um, you know everything really kicked off last year, special military operation, yeah, yeah, they um, that they, all went out the window. Yeah, it's they like, got a whole rehabilitation. Out of 1984, man. You know, it's the uh, oh, you know. Uh, Oceania has always been at war with East Asia. And then the next day, no, we're at war with Eurasia and East Asia is, I mean, and it's it's the erasing of history and it's the same thing you see. And it's, you know, uh, when I was a little kid, I used to play in Dallas in a park, Robert E. Lee Park. And they had a big statue of him there. And Robert E. Lee was a great man, I mean, uh, and they took that statue away and they're doing the same thing in Ukraine they're doing the same thing in Europe you know they're destroying statues of the Soviet Red Army soldiers that liberated them you know that you know tens hundreds of thousands of Russian Soviet soldiers died liberating Eastern Europe from the German Nazis who were there only to exterminate and enslave them and they would have done it had it not been for the Russian army, the, the Soviet army. And now they erase that, dude. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, the attack on history is an attack on the truth. I find uh, truth above all is the most important thing. That's why I have a mind for politics, but I can never be in it. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, I was talking to... Uh, a good friend of mine, one of the uh, best Western journalists uh, in Russia and Donbass these days, Alina Lip. I don't know if you ever heard of her. Yeah, she's uh, uh, her mom was German. Her dad's Russian. She's dual citizenship. She's like fluent in five languages. Really brilliant journalist here. And uh, I was talking to her today about like propaganda and uh you know, information warfare. And I said, look, we can never, you know, make a counter lie. You know, we can never lie about anything. We, we have to, uh, we have to tell the truth always. I mean, and if we're mistaken, then we have to say, oh, look, we made a mistake, which everybody does, you know, and I have too, you know, but you know, to tell an intentional lie, you know, even, you know, if it's an intentional lie, even once that cuts all credibility forever. Yeah. And the uh, U.S. government likes to lie a lot. <laughs> um, and, you know, speaking well, like of like I said, dude, every single thing they say is a lie and it's the opposite of the truth. You know, I mean, you know, there can be, you know, there's like can be different perspectives, you know? And I mean, like, you know, 10 people are standing on the corner and they see a car accident, you know? And five of them can say, well, you know, it was the red car's fault. And two of them say it was the blue car's fault. And the other two say, well, I couldn't tell. 
And then, you know, I mean, so if what happened, if you say what happened, then it's like within 15 degrees of what really happened, then that's the difference of perspective. But when you say, you know, it was the green car's fault and there wasn't a green car there, you know, then it's a lie, you know, it's an intentional lie and that's what you got to watch out for. And that's, you know, that's their biggest weapon these days. You know, it's like, you know, the phrase, uh, the term gaslighting, right? That is one of their main weapons to where they make people where they can't tell what's the truth. They can, wow. I mean, you know, it's like with uh, this, all this gender bullshit, you know? Oh, you want to be a dude or a girl? You can be a girl today and a boy tomorrow, you know, or some something else. You know, if you don't know what sex you are, you don't know shit. You don't know nothing. Yeah, I was actually going to move on to that next, so I'm glad that you segued. <laughs> yeah, um, we're seeing a lot. Well, you haven't seen it because you don't watch it because you're a smart man. But uh, in the U.S. mainstream media, the terms disinformation and misinformation are thrown around constantly. They've become the new um, propaganda words for basically... Um, truth that the government doesn't like <laughs> or that corporations don't like and um, speaking of the gender stuff um, the, there was a story that came out I believe it broke on Monday uh, US Army recruit for the National Guard I forget what state it was in uh, female enlisted soldier 18 year old girl that didn't want to sleep and shower with a Two. couple of dudes that said uh -huh. they were girls. You're familiar with the story, yeah. then? I don't watch the news, but I read the news. <laughs> well, that wasn't on TV, I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're seeing and stuff you know, like... I mean, oh, go ahead. Well, I mean, just... You know, first of all, what kind of fucking faggot? And I'm not prejudiced against gay people, but pieces of shit that happen to be homosexual, I'll call them a fucking faggot. Just like... And I hope this won't get censored, but just like I'll call Obama or Clarence Thomas a fucking nigger, you know, and it's not because I'm prejudiced against black people. You know, I've been to Bob Marley's grave. Malcolm X is one of my greatest heroes. You know, uh, I was in the new Black Panther Party up in Minnesota in the 90s. You know, I'm a real, real supporter of civil rights and equality for all races and all people. But that means equal rights and equal responsibilities and not, oh, you know, my great, great grandfather might have been a slave. So you owe me a million dollars. You know, these Black Lives Matter bullshit motherfuckers swindling, you know, fucking scumbags, dude. I mean, what, what you know, oh, so and dude, let me tell you something. I lived in Minneapolis in the early 90s and the place where uh what was his name? Floyd? George Floyd? The place where he got killed was on 38th, South 38th Street and Chicago. And I lived on South 38th and Columbus for more than a year. And that's one block away. In Minneapolis, they did a cool thing. They named the streets alphabetically. And dude, uh, you know, more, you know, probably a couple of hundred times back in the early 90s, I walked right past where George Floyd was killed. You know, and, and you know, uh, 
you know, I'm a communist, so I'm an egalitarian. I believe that everybody has, you know, the equal right and the equal responsibility. And, uh, and you know, and I'm always for the underdog, dude. You know, if the white people are oppressing the blacks, I'm for the blacks. You know, if the black people are oppressing the whites, then I'm for the whites. You know, if the Jews are getting murdered by the Nazis, then I'm for the Jews. If the Jews are the Nazis and they're murdering Palestinians or, you know, sending Nazis to, to murder citizens of Donbass, then I'm for the Palestinians and the citizens of Donbass. You know, I'm for whoever, you know, it's like, you know, the, the German Nazis, you know, they said, we are Untermenschen, we are the Superman, and you are the, I mean, we are Ubermenschen, the Superman, and you are the Untermenschen, the subhumans. And I'm on the side of the subhumans every time, bro. And not because they're subhuman, but because I'm against whoever wants to keep them down, you know? No one likes a bully. And you know what? I don't like them so much. And I'll tell you something, dude. Uh, a little personal thing about me. My dad was a real bully, dude. He was, uh, he was a genuinely evil man. And he brutalized me when I was a little kid. And that more, I mean, and when I was a little, little kid, you know, and they say that a kid's character is made by the time they're seven years old. And by the time I was seven years old, I knew that I was dedicating my life to fighting against bullies. And that's what I've done, dude. That's, that's what I've done. And, you know, I see all these pussies in the comments of your channel, you know, these fucking talking vaginas who've, you know, never been in the army, who've never been in combat, you know, who've never even been in a war zone, you know, and you know, who've never even seen a dead person. And these faggots, you know, they want to talk shit to me, you know, I mean, I've taken shits that had more intelligence, courage, and character than they do. And so there's a shout out to the boys in the comments section. Oh, hey, man. And, you know, and actually, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I want to say, dude, your channel, like I said, dude, it's not really my cup of tea, but, uh, you know, there are important reasons that people should see what real war is really like, not to enjoy it and go and, you know, get a thrill or whatever, but just to understand what's really going on. You know, like that uh, Toga Toga, I mean, uh, Tonga Tonga that we were talking about last night, you know, I mean. That, I mean, that's that's what that's reality and people should see reality every once in a while, whether they like it or not, you know, but, uh, you know, I'd say from the comment section of what I've seen, you know, you got 50% pieces of shit that watch your channel and the other 50% are at least not pieces of shit. You know, I don't know what the other 50%, but they don't make stupid asshole comments, you know, well, um, <clears throat> I'll say uh, my, I, I'm a free Give speech guy. Give a shout out to your channel there, bro. I love it. Thank you very much, Tex. No, um, I'm a free speech guy, and um, I'll only censor if it's like gore or porn. You know, um, my channel's mm -hmm. not for, it's not gore po posting explicitly. It's definitely not for pornography. 
Um, but if it's just shit talking, even if it's nonsensical, I'm all for it because I think it's funny. I let people shit talk on both well, sides. So <laughs> you know what? It's not funny, but you know what it is? It's it is educational because intelligent people can then understand the depth of stupidity that some people have, you know, and understand, oh God, it's it's ten times worse than we ever thought it was. Well, um, I think it's important to allow so that's the 15-minute mark. I don't think, I doubt he's referring to the uh, live chats. I don't know uh, which people he's referring to as far as 50%. I, I'm not too familiar with it, so I can't really comment. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> let me uh, let me just double check here. Oh, um, Streamlabs, Horatio said, uh, there's also one about him fucking an escort. This is talking about, I believe, Giuliani, who was sucking his toes and his cock in a limo and how he can't resist the poontang, but I'm having trouble finding it in case Anna doesn't cover all the highlights. Champ, yeah, the, uh, it's a excerpt from the, the Giuliani shit where he was like, what is he like? He's like, give me my tits. Those are my tits. I am claiming my tits. These are my tits. So, yeah. It's, uh, it's an interesting situation. Yeah, I, I don't trust any of these fucking people. So this woman's like, oh, Giuliani. Okay, yeah, right. I'm sure. I'm sure he did. Okay, and I'm sure Trump did and whatever else. All right. Let's see here. Bazinski says, Star Wars... Episode Nog, The Revenge of the Stick-Wielding Sheiks. Yeah, that's what happened. That's a hell of a video. King Willie says, B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A, uh, -P -P no info for D-I, federal agents mad because I'm flagrant, tap my cell, and the phone in the basement, just... The tip of Florida and CSTHB. I guess you're in the tip. Thanks for the stream, Mang. Happy trails. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. Fragon Bastard says, Why is Clarence Thomas a nigger? Again, I'm quoting. How is a beat cop going to unravel 911? He's a communist? Fuck all communists. Black Panther member my ass. Fuck this guy. So apparently, yeah, I guess Fragon Bash is not a, not a fan of Bentley. Well, apparently Bentley's not a fan of like 50% of... At least a channel. Is it the Telegram channel of uh, Horatio? I don't know. But anyway, eh, it is what it is. Uh, interesting, though. Guys from Texas, he ends up in Russia fighting uh, against the Ukrainians. That's a hell of a thing. All right, very good. That's the end of the stream. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll continue the interview. There's a bunch of parts of it. Just at the end of the streams, we'll, we'll cover 15-minute segments. Um, next stream is tomorrow. Should be around 10 Central, I think. I'm on Central time. So it should be around 10 Central. Thank you for the people that sent Super Chats and Streamlabs. And uh, appreciate... Oh, and the breaking news. Appreciate your support. Uh, you can get an archive on Rumble, rumble.com slash user slash hardnewsnetwork, or on Podbean, hardnewsnetwork.podbean.com, or on Twitter, which is the channel on Twitter, which is at LiveHNN. Uh, wherever you're watching on the stream or on the archive, I appreciate it, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. I am the hard bastard. Thank you for watching.